Blog Talk Radio. Top of the morning to everybody. It is December the 5th on Thursday morning, 7 a.m. sharp. That means it's time for an all-new Southern Sports Central. I'm Richie Alban alongside, well, the man, the myth, and the production guy. That is, of course, Will Porter here this morning. As uh, we got a great, and I said it almost like Tony the Tiger style guest list here today because it's just that big. Uh, we're going to head over to Columbia around 7.15, 7.14 this morning. We'll check in with a three-time quarterback and a three-time wide receiver state championship they're looking to go for number four on saturday when they go against dorman and to have in here at the same time uh olinchuk and hyatt it's going to be quite a show to get them in here together makes it even better uh, to me that's uh, again one of the many things that i enjoy the most is having these athletes these coaches these athletic directors come in here from the high school level it's a different mindset get these young kids an opportunity to be heard is, is big for me. But uh, they've got a big matchup on uh, on Saturday morning. It's the first game of uh, championship Saturday, high school football style at least, uh, as they'll go against Dorman. Now, a lot of guys are picking Dorman. It's kind of shocking to me. We'll talk about that here today on the show. Not with them, but we'll talk about it throughout our show. Then around 8 o'clock, Bryce Coon from 24-7 Sports comes in from Valdosta, Georgia. We'll talk college football with him. Uh, the new rankings came out a couple of days ago. Some new other headlines have made their ways in the last 24 hours. We'll talk about that. And then around 8.30, if Jim Baxter can join us, and the word can, because he has a few things kind of going on. He, like me and others, are getting ready to travel to Columbia on Saturday, where uh, I believe we'll do a show, and uh, we'll also do a show with him on SC Varsity. So that'll be a lot of fun. So a lot of things going on here. Championship Saturday, Championship Friday, by the way, as well as the 1A and 2A guys will be playing uh, on Friday night. Out in the course, uh, it's going to be a good one as well. I wish we could get down there on Friday uh, to uh, to check that out, but it's not going to happen because we've got some uh, previous engagements for Friday night uh, with some high school sports here locally. But with that being said, uh, Saturday, we're definitely locked, loaded, rolling deep to the capital city of Columbia, South Carolina, where we'll hang out uh, with uh, many of those covering uh, the great sports uh, in the state of South Carolina. Again, I always say this, but it might not be as true here in the last couple of years. But I do know about four years ago, three years ago, South Carolina was one of the highest rated states in the country per capita. You guys know what per capita means. Again, they put that many people in the NFL. I mean, that's a huge number. I, I get everybody looks at Florida, Texas, and uh, California. You could even look, I would say, a couple of other states, too. But South Carolina right there. Um, here throughout the day, we are going to continue to say call into the show. We'd love to hear from you. Whatever's on your mind, we can put it on the docket. We can talk about it. We'll give you a few minutes to kind of validate your conversation. 
Let me go ahead and bring in Will real quick here before we head to a break and uh, say good morning, Will. Uh, of course, uh, you know, a lot going on. High school football Friday and Saturday, college football championships Saturday, of course, happening around the country. And a lot of people getting pink slips, getting fired. And uh, there's a lot of conversation there. And you and I are going to talk a lot about this one topic today. I jumped in yesterday here in the local show with Luke Morrow. And uh, you and I uh, haven't had this conversation yet, but I've had it on the show without you. And that has the factor that not all great coordinators make great head coaches. Uh, You've seen it time and time and and time again, and you'll see it a few more times after this. But you see them go to a location, and they just don't fit. You know, the one guy that comes to my mind, who I think could be a great head coach, who has been a great head coach, is Charlie Strong. He did great things at Louisville, but then he got a little hungry, went to Texas, and uh, God blesses Texas in a lot of ways, but it didn't bless him very much. He did land on his feet again in the state of Florida at a uh, at a school down there. That didn't work out. Now he's back into the job hunt again. And, uh, again, chemistry is, is just as big. It's like I tell people all the time, man. And look, there's a job for all of us. Uh, there, there's a place for all of us in life. You got to find your place. Then you got to grow where you're at. All right? Don't get too greedy about the crop you're in or, 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 or where you are in life, hey, grow from that spot, keep moving. That's why, you know, Southern Sports Central, look, I'd love for us to be on the four-letter network. I'd love for us to be at Fox. I'd love for us to be at CBS Sports. That'd be great. But you still get a chance in the mornings to log on, to hit that little green button and hear us live. And you can sync us in your car, so you're rolling deep with us in your car. So, I mean, there's there's all kind of ways that you can get to us. You know, we're very fortunate with the Blog Talk radio family that, that has us on and, and does what they do with us. But we're always wanting, just like anybody else, you want more, you want more, you want more. And that's that's us. But we do appreciate what we have. Will, good morning. A lot going on this morning, of course. Uh, you and I have a banquet that we'll be at here tonight. That's always fun to, to go and, and get to emcee a banquet. And then on top of that, of course, uh, Friday we've got an obligation. Saturday we'll be heading to the capital city of uh, Columbia, South Carolina. We'll hang out with Wayne Bryce with not one, not two, but three games. And you're going to meet a lot of people, a lot of people that, that do what we do. And some of them, like a Jim Baxter who's been doing this since 84, you'll meet him. But you'll also meet a lot of other people, and you'll get a chance to go up in that press box. Uh, for a young guy, 21 years old, you've been wanting to do this for a few years, I'd say, all your life, but that hasn't been that long. That being said, uh, how exciting is it for a guy like you to know, okay, you're going into a couple of things. You've been able to do some things, right, that uh, that you've always probably wanted to do. You've met a lot of people here lately that, that maybe you wouldn't have met had you been in this industry. Yeah. And good morning to you, Richie, and good morning, everybody. Yeah, um, you know, you, you've touched on a lot of things, and I'll try to uh, wrap it up in, uh, in nice and tight with a l- pretty little bow. But, <laughs> um, yeah, great weekend of football on tap for us, and we're definitely going to be uh, traveling. We're going to, um, you know, spread the word about Southern Sports Central, about the, the, this, this network, this vision that we have here, um, here. And, you know, just to, to go out and to meet some people. Um, you mentioned about, um, you're talking about this uh, coaching carousel that just continues to um, just circle around. It just continues to uh, swirl around. Um, and like to the, to the point that you said, that a lot of coaches don't make uh, great head coaches. Um, it's only a select few that, that know how to do that. I, I take a look at uh, Freddie Kitchens for the Cleveland Browns in the NFL. Uh, he was he had great chemistry with um, Baker Mayfield, who was a rookie 
last year. And um, Baker said that, you know, I like this guy. And so then the, the GM of the, the Cleveland franchise said, you know, what, we're going to make him the head coach. And um, look at them right now. They're, they're not even um, the best in their division, let alone one of the, one of the elite teams or the best teams in the NFL. Um, and, and that's all due to just the, the inexperience or the, the lack of identity within, um, within the locker room or, or however you look at it. There's just a bunch of discombobulations and it all, it all comes back to the head coach, I believe. And, um, and, and then there's, there's a lot to unpack there, but I'm not going to, of course, I'm not going to go, um, deep into that tangent there but um you know to to the point that you make richie of course it is um it's it's chemistry and it is uh, discipline and all those things um that that make a a head coach great and he's able to rally his troops and things like that yeah i agree with you you know you see so many times that that these coaches come in and they're great at what they did but they're not always going to be great at what they do and again they change the the momentum they change the the the, the latitude there, but uh, we'll see kind of what's going on. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a break. We come back. Uh, we should be getting close to about the time to bring in Owen Chuck and uh, Hyatt. That'd be the Owen Chuck and Hyatt show here uh, brought to you by uh, Dutch Fork High School, a three-time champion program over there. Uh, we'll talk to them about what's it like to play for Coach Knox, and we'll, we'll share some stories with a couple of kids who have been playing together since I think the word on the street is eight years old, somewhere like that. So uh, we'll talk about that with them as well. And we'd love to hear from you. If you want to join the conversation, we've got ways. We can just punch you in the board and we'll keep it going. But the number to call in is 323-784-9681. Again, the number to call in is 323-784-9681. Again, that is the Matt's Burgers Hotlines. We're coming to you live from the Beauty. And we'll be right back as uh, we're, of course, excited here. Uh, this morning to bring you a five-star show with a five-star guest list. This is Southern Sports Central. I'm Richie Elman. That is Will Porter. We'll be right back with two of the great guests to start off the show. Hello, I'm Johnny Cash. I hear the train a-coming. It's rolling around a bend. And I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when I'm stuck in Folsom Prison And time keeps dragging on But that train keeps rolling On down to San Antonio When I was just a baby My mama told me, son Always be a good boy, don't ever play with guns. But I shot a man in Reno just to watch him die. When I hear that whistle blowing, I hang my head and cry. But there's rich folks eating from a fancy dining car. They're probably drinking coffee and smoking big cigars. Well, I know I had it coming. I know I can't be free. 
But those people keep a moving, and that's what tortures me. Happy to go out there with you know the seniors and the team and 
you know, go play for the uh, the state championship. All right. Live right now with Jalen Hyatt, the uh, the wide receiver uh, over there at Dutch Fork. Excited to have him in here uh, with me this morning here. In just a few, we'll check in with Ty Olinchuk. He is the uh, quarterback over there. Of course, one, Ty is heading to Clemson to throw the round ball. That's the baseball, if you will, over there for the Tigers. And, of course, uh, Jalen, you're heading to Tennessee, man. These guys are bowl-bound, winning big. They finished out strong. That's got to be pretty exciting uh, for you, uh, as I can tell you. Um, what's, your, what's your thoughts on uh, – on as far as getting into this week, has the coach been like, has it been straight business or, or exactly kind of give us a rundown of, uh, of a coach that I can tell. And I know, and I've, I've had a chance to talk to him personally, very intense. Has it been just as intense this week as it has been since week zero? You know, it's, it's, um, it's different this week. Um, you know, usually he's very intense, but, um, you know, this week he's more, um, you know, having fun, um, you know, playing with us. And, uh, you know, you don't see that in Coach Knotts a lot. You really don't. So you got to take advantage of, you know, when he's playing with you. And um, this week we've just been having fun and, you know, getting you know getting around the seniors, just knowing this is the last time. Um, I think Coach Knotts knows that. And, um, yeah, this year, I mean, yes, we get the business when practice starts, but, you know, with film it's more, you know, um, being a little more, um, what's the word I'm looking for, just, just playing around a little more, um, and you don't see that a lot at Coach Knotts. Live right now with the wide receiver. I tell you, he's a five-star kid on and off the field. Jalen Hyatt joins us here this morning. We're talking about this big game coming up on Saturday. I don't know if you heard about it, but it's Dorman. It's Dutch Fork. It's a, it's a matchup of two beasts here in the state of South Carolina. Uh, we know about Dorman down here in Charleston. You guys know about Dorman there in the Midlands. Of course, everybody knows about them in the upstate. They're kind of a, a, a powerhouse that's been around for a long time, but you guys are the big dogs on the porch. You guys have won, I believe, uh, three out of the last four years of state championship, if I'm not mistaken, and that's been kind of the headlines and the storylines for me. And, of course, I've labeled you guys the low country killers. You guys come down to – you. We, it's something about hitting this side of I-95, man. You guys just get hungry and eat and, and do a good job of uh, – come in and handle a business and I've watched you even a few weeks ago against Fort Dorchester shut down and, and this is actually uh, a, a tip of the cap to you and your offense because I've seen Fort Dorchester come in and really put the best group of guys in a box up until that night and really had guys defensive backwise all over the board and yet you guys are able to run routes you guys are able to, to accomplish things and really productively get things done the way they need to get done um Kind of tell us a little bit, well, what's the mindset of your offense? And, and, and Ty, I know he's going to join us here in just a minute, but before we get him in here as a wide receiver, do, do you hear a lot of talking back and forth to these defensive backs? Do they really walk up to you? Because they know, look, you're a Division One Power 5 guy. They know that uh, you're going to do great things. Does anybody come up and say, well, tonight's just not going to be your night? Uh, Jalen, I hate to tell you ahead of time, but uh, you're going to have your hands full. Um, you know, not a lot of talk this year. Um, last year was, you know, a lot of talking, but this year, you know, a lot of people are DBs or, you know, the guys I go against, you know, a little more quiet, but, um, you know, just, just working in practice for, you know, the offense, we, we go against the best defense in the state, you know, every day. So there's no point of us, you know, you know, there's no reason for us to go somewhere, you know, go against Fort D and just, you know, um, back down, you know, we're always going to rise up to the occasion and, you know, play the football that we know we can play. 
you know, when you look at everything, though, man, for you guys to be, I guess, in the mindset that you're in and to go through the things that you're going through, you know, the, the fun's got to be there. And, and here's where I knew Coach Knox was going to be a little different. And, and maybe maybe the guys just haven't put it on video as much, but yet you see him throwing catch with his son over there on the sidelines. To me, that's a big deal. To see a coach check out of, of the everyday grind, because they do give a lot of time to you and not as much time to their own, I would say that's huge to watch them sit there, play a little pitch and catch there, have a little fun, go through the motions. Kind of tell us a little bit about Coach Knox. What kind of coach is he uh, as you guys get ready for, again, your fourth opportunity to win a state championship? Uh, I've been told he runs it like a military. I've been told he runs it unlike no other, but the reality of things, he runs it to championship style, and, and the proof is there, of course, on your hands. Yeah, you know, Coach Knox, you know, during practice, um, it's intense. You know, he wants your full attention, um, you know, just to get done. You know, we only, we only, you know, practice for an hour and a half. So, you know, he wants your full attention. Let's go to work. But outside of football, you know, he's he's a he's a great guy. He really is. He, you know, he checks up on you. Um, you know, he really, he really loves you. And, you know, a lot of people don't see that in Coach Knox. But outside of football, you know, he's, He's a great guy. Um, you know, he comes to all the basketball games that, that we have at Dutch Sport. You know, it comes to cheerleading competitions. So he, he really is a great guy outside of football, and I'm glad to call him my coach. Well, right now with uh, Jalen Hyatt getting ready to uh, get in here, of course, uh, with his uh, his quarterback. What's it like, man, to play with a kid that you've known as long as you've known Ty? And Ty's going to give us a story here in, in just a few as he, he calls in as well. But uh, tell me a little bit about um, about this young man. You've watched him grow a little bit. Did you ever try to encourage him to, hey, man, look, you're, you're, you're a pretty good baseball player, man, but, but I know firsthand you're an incredible football player and a really good quarterback. Have you ever tried to help him and push him in that direction a little bit? Um, you know, in sophomore year, he, he committed, you know, to Clemson, you know, during his sophomore campaign. And um, that's, that's the year that, you know, we lost to 4-D. Uh, I think it's the first or second game of the season, but you know he was second string quarterback. You know he um, he really didn't want to play because you know he knew he had a full ride. You know to Clemson for baseball. Why you know why should we play? So um, you know I, I got I, you know I got on the phone with him. Coach Knox got on the phone with him, just begging him to play. You know because he had an arm. We all knew he had an arm in practice. He's just accurate with the arm, and um, you know he he finally he finally you know said all right let's do this and got committed in football, and, um, you know, we both started. I think it was against uh, White and all. That was our first start. And, um, you know, when I knew we had that connection was the first time we started, both of us, sophomore year, we, uh, you know, he threw for, I think, you know, something 300 yards, and I had 100 yard, 123 yards receiving. Um, so after that day, after that day against White and all, um, we knew we had a, you know, a bond, a duo, and um, that's, you know, that's when his confidence you know, got up and got up, and um, he's a great quarterback now. Uh, I really believe that he's a D1 quarterback. You know, I believe everybody knows that. But um, he's he's going to do great things at Clemson. Um, we all know that. He's a great pitcher, and, uh, you know, I'm glad for his uh, success. Well, you do know I've got him on the line now, so we do welcome uh, to the show here, uh, to the Ty and Jalen show this morning on Southern Sports Central, of course, uh, Ty, uh, we say good morning to you, brother. Uh, we've been talking a little bit about uh, just your team, uh, your coach, and, of course, you as you just joined us here this morning. Uh, 
first of all, uh, man, how exciting is it uh, for you to have a chance to win four state championship rings? When you have four fingers, it makes sense. Might as well put a ring on that one as well. You guys keep doing big things. You commit, like uh, Jalen just said, your sophomore year to Clemson. You sign that line uh, in the earlier signing period in November. So you're all but delivered to a good friend of mine over there, Monty Lee, which I uh, know you're in great hands, by the way, going up there to Clemson. I've had a chance to get to know your family a little bit during this process of getting you in here with me, which is something I take pride in. Of course, I did the same for Jalen as well. Uh, And you guys come from a great family, which I expect great things, and I'm not surprised that you guys are both doing it on and off the field after talking to your folks. But uh, first of all, good morning, Ty, and, and, and talk to us, man. What's this week been like, man? It's very surreal. This will be the last time come Saturday that you'll wear that uh, – well, at least you'll wear the jersey part. You'll get to wear the helmet, I think, uh, at least one more time in, in some of these all-star games. But uh, the, the jersey-wise and playing with these brothers that you've known for the last four years and, uh, and all, it's going to be kind of a touching moment for you guys, I would imagine, coming out of that tunnel. Hey, how you doing? First of all, um, you know, it's, I'm trying not to think about it too much because it's really the last time I'll ever be able to play a real football game. And I've played with these guys my whole life, and it's just really touching. And I'm not trying to think about it much, but, you know, I'm trying to enjoy every single day, every single moment because as of today, there's like two or three more of them. So um, it's been a fun week so far. Um you know, just really trying to take it all in and take in all the memories that we've made and just realize it's really coming to an end. And um, Saturday will be the last game I ever play with Jalen. So uh, really just trying to soak it all in and just make the most of it. Live right now, the quarterback, soon-to-be baseball player at the Clemson University, Monty Lee is the head coach over there. He's the skipper. He's bringing in Ty Olinchuk to uh, throw that baseball I would imagine somewhere in the 90s there, my friend. Uh, I know you're a heck of a baseball player, and the, the words all the way down to the low country is uh, you're a two-sport player that does a lot of big things. And uh, How hard was it for you, Ty, to, to really decide? And you did it young. You did it your sophomore year. That you decided, look, baseball may be something that I can, I can live a little bit longer. Of course, baseball has that tendency for it to be a longer uh, sport as far as career-wise because you don't get beat quite as hard. Of course, it's not a contact sport, collision sport, if you will, I say. Uh, what made you pick the baseball over the football, knowing that you have the skills, man? You could play Division One, like uh, Jalen just said. Um, at the time when I, you know, made my decision, it was really early. Um, uh, I didn't even know I'd be this football guy that won state championships and, you know, had all this hype and had this arm. I never knew I was going to be that guy when uh, I signed. And at the time, it was real easy. I uh, didn't think I was – going to go anywhere with football so I thought baseball was my uh, my go-to so I signed or I committed and over the years I really came into this football player that I have been and as the years gone on it's really not been easy um every single day it gets harder you know saying goodbye to this sport making my decision to play baseball and just everybody telling me you know I got that shot I can go D1 I can play college football and it's just thinking about all that um, really isn't easy for me, but um, I made my decision, and I'm going to keep with it. Live right now with not one but two great athletes here in the state of South Carolina. They're representing Dutch Fork High School with three state championship rings. They have a chance to do it again on Saturday as they will play Dorman, another team that we know oh so much about. It's the uh, little university in the upstate up here called Dorman High School. Uh, I want to ask uh, – Ty, I'm going to ask you first. Coach Mount, is that how you pronounce his, how, you, how you say his name? Wait, wait, 
your your strength and conditioning coach. Uh, how do you, how do you say his name? Oh, Coach D, Coach Dixon. Coach Dixon, yeah, excuse me. Tell me a little bit about him as uh, as he's the guy who, if I'm not mistaken, uh, is he the guy on the sidelines that, that pumps you guys up, that works you guys hard in the weight room? How, how big a role is he as far as the strength and conditioning and getting you guys? I mean, there's never a dull moment on your field. And, and I've watched you guys for three years when you came and played against Somerville or Somerville came to you guys. Of course, the most recent one was two years ago when you guys came in and Man, it was uh, it was an impressive uh, performance by you guys uh, that Friday night, and then I saw you again a couple weeks ago here back in Charleston playing against uh, Fort Dorchester. Um, but never do you guys sit still on the sidelines. I see you guys; y'all are jumping around. You're all bottled up together on the uh, on, on the special teams. You're swaying back and forth. You guys have a, it's, it's it's a mindset. It's a concept. It's a it's the reality that you keep it moving, and, and good things are going to happen. But Talk to us a little about your strength and conditioning and how much has that played a role in you guys winning so many championships and having the standard that you set for everybody else around the state when it comes to Dutch board football? Um, So the reason we're, like, really successful is, uh, of course, we buy in, but not just we buy in. Every single coach in the program buys into what Knott's is saying. And um, Coach Dixon is like a reflection of Knott's in the weight room. And he's intense. He's all upbeat. He's He's that guy to get you motivated, pumped up, and worked out. But, you know, he's basically a little knots in the weight room. He goes crazy. He's the one that gets us ready. And ever since freshman year, I mean, Jalen will tell you, Jalen was, what, like 140, 130 coming in, a little skinny fellow. But same with me, I was a little chunky. But um, he's really got us right. And he's ever, he develops players. And just the way we've came along from freshman year really tells how the system works. And, you know, the success is Coach D, Coach Knotts. But it just everybody buys into – that one system is really successful. All right, Jalen, I'm going to turn it to you, man. You've got, a, I would imagine, a, a similar outlook, but maybe a different story to go with this thing. But, again, same thing for you. And, and now you've got a little brother, I, I know, that that's coming up the ring. And he's his goal is to be better than you. That, that's how this works. And, and I'm not trying to push the buttons or anything, but a lot of times, man, we, we kind of beat on our little brothers enough to where they end up being pretty good when they come up and get out and uh, into the world, man. But, uh, what have you seen as far as your four years? And, and now you get to watch your little brother, of course, who's a beast as well. We watched him ball out a couple of nights ago. And uh, what kind of stories do you have as far as the weight room transpiring it into, of course, uh, not just the football field, but also some things that you do in life. You, you see a lot of adversity here at such a young age because you guys are very successful at your young age. That so many things are coming at you. What, do you, what, do you, what have you taken out of this, this whole entire strength and conditioning program that you're able to really kind of, going through day-to-day life. Yeah, well, you know, like you said about Devin, um, you know, I really believe he he will be better than me. Um, the things that he's doing as a ninth grader, you know, I wouldn't, you know, even close to doing, you know, my ninth grade year, I was a B-team quarterback. So, but, um, you know, as far as, you know, weightlifting, um, you know, after state, yeah, the season's over, but at the same time, the season just started. Um, you know, we, we go right back to, you know, right back for underclassmen-wise, right back to the weight room, lift heavy. And the great thing about it is Coach Knox is lifting with you. Uh, it's not, you know, a lot of people don't, you know, know that. But, you know, you know he's a, he's in there lifting. Um, so, you know, he gives you motivation just knowing that he's with you. But uh, like I said, you know, when the season's over, the season just started with us. So, um, you know, you, you got to lift hard after the season. Uh, I'm being there. So, uh you know, it's great, you know, with, you know, weightlifting and Coach Dixon, you know, he really got the program 
right and, you know, how he did it. Um, so I'm very proud of him. We're fortunate enough here this morning to have on with us a uh, duo from Dutch Fork. That is the Clemson baseball commit, Ty Olinchuk. Of course, he is the quarterback who is a huge factor of uh, what's happened over there at uh, such a really, I would say, five-star program. And then, of course, uh, his wide receiver, Jalen Hyatt, heading to be a volunteer. Uh, both of these guys this time next year, they'll be on college campuses doing big things, uh, and I expect the big things to continue to happen for you guys, your work ethic. The way you guys walk, the way you guys talk definitely shows why you guys have three state championship rings on your hands. Uh, before we get you out of here, Ty, I'd love to hear a story from you. Uh, you've been doing this now. This is your fourth year. You're heading into Columbia come Saturday. Uh, you, you know Dormant. Everybody here, like I said, if you played high school sports, you grew up in this state, there's a bunch of schools that you kind of know of. You've heard of a, a Dormant. You've heard of a, a, a Burns. You've heard, of course, Dutch Fork and Irmo, and then here in the Low Country, you hear about Berkeley and Goose Creek and Somerville and Fort Dorchester, and it kind of goes all around. But on this game comes Saturday. You guys have a lot on the line, and I don't know. And I, and I, I went through, and I even used Will to try to go through and find how many teams have done this, win four state championships in a row. That, that's a big deal, Ty. So you kind of tell me one of your great memories of, as far as you being at Dutch Fork that you'll always remember going anywhere you go that you'll care with you and uh, talk about, you know, one more time about this big game coming up on, uh, on Saturday, buddy. Yeah, there's so many memories. Um, me and Jay would have both been doing this for a while and um, a lot of game memories, you know, that Somerville game was one of the most fun games I've ever had in my life. Um, Fort Dorchester game that same year was one of the most fun games I've ever had in my life. Um, stands packed, most intense. But, um, the, like, a lot of memories from knots, you know, yelling over the years. Um, but this game coming up Saturday, it's really, um, really a comeback game. You know, me and Jalen didn't have our best games two years ago against Dorman. We were young guys, nervous. Um, but, you know, I really feel like we're going to come in and have a better game. We need to because we need to, you know, redeem ourselves from two years ago. But two years ago, that game is still giving me a little nightmares, you know, that feeling on the sidelines when, it's uh, up by one. They're going for two. I wasn't even looking. I don't know if Jalen was looking, but I was on my knee looking the other way, just praying and praying. And that feeling's been haunting me. You know, we've never really been that close and that close to losing. So, um, just really uh, terrified of that feeling of losing. And we got to have a better game this Saturday. All right, so Jalen, I'll turn it to you here now. As uh, Again, you and I have talked. Uh, this is our second time of hopefully many to get you in here, brother. And for both of you guys, I really appreciate you guys giving me your mornings. I know uh, when I was your age, getting up this early to talk on the radio uh, wasn't probably right there on the top of my list. So I, I applaud you guys for doing this and helping us out here and letting those down here in the low country and all around the country hear who you two guys are because you're setting the example. And there's a lot of young kids that can learn a lot from what you guys are doing on and off the field. But uh, Jalen, to you, same question, brother. Give me something, a memory that you have. Maybe it, ain't, maybe it with this quarterback that you've known since you were eight years old. Uh, that uh, you'll always take with you. You'll carry it up to Knoxville. So one day, there may be a bad day, but you'll sit back, you'll close your eyes, and you'll have this one memory that will kind of come to you and say, okay, this is why I'm doing it. i got to press through it. Yeah, you know, back to what I said, um, you know, being a sophomore, you know, you're going to be nervous for a state game, you know, especially going against a team like Dorman, who, you know, is great, you know, great coach. Um, you know, they're a very great coach team, and, um you know, I was very nervous. You know, I dropped passes, dropped the first play of the game, you know, a dig. Um, 
you know, that's when we had Bryce. So, you know, you know, Coach Knotts and Bryce got in my grill. But, you know, one thing, you know, about I learned about this year on um, memory is just, you know, going through adversity, um, you know, you're going to have a lot of people, you know, a lot of people look up to you or, um, you know, if you have a bad game, uh, you know, talk down on you. But you just that's when adversity comes in. And, you know, I didn't really have a lot of adversity, you know, in my years. But, um, you know, this year I had a little bit of it. Um, so uh, just, just sticking to adversity and, um, you know, going back and just playing, the, you know, the, the next day because, you know, the next day is not – you know, just to go all out 100% and, you know, give it to the seniors and, and you know, for Ty. And um, just, you know, we move out there this Saturday, and, you know, have fun and just play the way that we know we can play. Well, guys, on behalf of all of us here at Southern Sports Central, we'll be there on Saturday, by the way. I look forward to, to catching up with you guys one-on-one and, and meet your families and, and, and basically, you know, watching you guys give uh, your farewell tour to us here at the high school level for everything that you've done in high school. Uh, trust and believe me, it means a lot more than you think it does. The biggest advice I'm going to give you is this, and here's the one thing that I get more and more proud about, guys, in any programs you go to, and I graduated high school back in 1997, but I always go back every year. I always go back to a game in football, and I go back to one in baseball. Those were the two sports that I played. But I always make sure that, that I, I kind of give back to what they gave to me, right? You could have grown up anywhere, but you didn't. You grew up there at Dutch Fork. So, guys, make sure you go back. And, and I know you will because I know where you come from, and, and I can have a lot of respect for that. But uh, keep going back, man. Keep loving on those kids, right, when you guys uh, get that uh, orange caps on because you're both going to be wearing orange, just different uh, num- or letters on the front of it. But Make sure you go back and, and love on those kids to remind them what it took you to get there. Let you guys kind of be that, that reason. Okay, well, we sat here. We watched Ty just light up defense after defense. I mean, to be honest with you, and the one last thing I'm going to talk about is that fake punt here, Ty, with you, because I'm going to tell you something. That conversation has yet to die in the low country. <laughs> but uh, that being said, <laughs> you guys have done great, great things. And, uh, and, and for you, Jalen, same thing. And we've watched you guys. I've personally watched you guys from your freshman year playing Somerville, right? And um, your sophomore year playing Somerville, your junior year playing Somerville. So finally, the senior year, you guys played Dutch, uh, Fort Dorchester, which I still got to watch. But uh, go back. Go back and love that community that helped raise you because it took the village to pick you guys up and, and do things with you. And I think you guys get that. That's why you guys keep getting blessed with all these things from God. He continues to kind of take you to special places. And, oh, man, it's not even halfway over yet. The next chapter, get your popcorn. It's going to be a big one. But, uh, Ty, real quick, we talked a little bit about it last night. You guys are up big, 38, 34, something like that. Here comes a, a fake punt. And, uh, and, man, it caught everybody off guard because everybody thought you guys were going to punt it. And all of a sudden, here you are out there, and it's a rugby style. Get it and go, and you win. And, I mean, you went for like 40 yards, by the way. Uh, you're not a bad little running back. Who, who knew you were a dual-threat quarterback? <laughs> Oh, yeah, I get jokes about that all the time and how I'm not that good of a runner. And every time I run it, everybody goes crazy. But um, I, I, I believe I got some speed now. I got some moves. I got some speed. You know, they really doubt me on that. But, um, you know, I was telling you on the phone, um, it wasn't even supposed to be a fake punt. Um, we practiced it and uh, practiced all week of just the rugby rollout and maybe keeping it um, in like a fourth and two or something. Um, but we never even talked about me keeping that ball, and we were up like 35-something. Never even came to my mind I was going to keep that ball and run for a first down. Nevertheless, it was fourth and like 15, so I never – but uh, I caught it, rolled out, 
thing. I was about to punt the ball, and all I hear is knots on the sideline. Run it, run it, run it. I'm like, what? Dude, he's just going crazy. <laughs> I mean, run for that first down on their 35, uh, fourth and 15. So, um, that was a lot of fun. You know, I've never really faked a punt and ran for it. In other words, run for, what, 30, 40 yards. So, that was a lot of fun and just funny how not to, you know, uh, encourage the fake punt and just, you know, taking it to them. Man, you definitely did. I looked on the I, – I was up in the press box, and I looked, I said, oh, my God, Tyler and Chuck could run a football. Holy – holy, <laughs> yeah, Jalen, what, what went through your mind is I know you're you're the speed of the team over there, not that you guys don't have other, other playmakers. Because we've had on your running back a couple of weeks ago right after the game, and then, we, of course, we brought in your uh, your defensive back that had to pick six that night too. So uh, this conversation has already been had, just so you guys know – uh, on, on him taking off uh, with the football and the fake punt. Everybody says the same thing, Ty, man. Not a lot of love for that dual threat uh, accomplishment. But, hey, I say, look, dude, that guy looked like a baller to me. Uh, what went through your mind, Jalen, when, when you look and all of a sudden here you see a kid that you've known forever. You and I both know he's that kid that sits in a pocket and slings it as good as a, as a Peyton Manning would, right? But what went through your mind when you saw this kid take off and run for about 45 yards? Yeah, you know, uh, a lot of people don't know that, you know, Ty can run. Um, I knew he could run from third grade when, you know, we used to play uh, football in the, you know, at recess. Uh, he used to run the ball. And, you know, one thing about Ty, he has, you know, he probably has the best spin move in the game. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, he, uh, you know, I wish I had, I wish I had the Olin Tech spin equipped in my arsenal. But, you know, um, you know, he's probably the best center I've ever seen in my life. Um but, uh, you know, like I said, Ty, you know, when he's in the open field, Ty can move. Um, and, uh, you know, you might have a chance to see it, you know, this Saturday we run a trick play. Um, but I swear, you know, when he gets the ball in his hand, he does, you know, he definitely does some special things. I love it, man. And this is what it's all about, guys, the laughter, the joy, the memory, and the moments here uh, is something that you two guys will always remember. It's a bond that you guys will always have. And, and I'm glad that I was able to get you guys in here and, you know, when I had talked to some of the parents here, I said, look, I'd like to get both these kids in here together because I knew the story. You know, I know, you know, radio guys, we all talk a little bit. But with that being said, you know, I knew that you and him had grown up together. So to hear you laughing on the other end and then hear the other one laughing back and forth, man, it makes it a great show. And uh, for us, to you guys, we'll see you Saturday. Great. Of, uh, the best of luck come Saturday to both you guys and, and, and also here in your future. And I would like to get you guys both back in here. We can do this dual dual thing here again uh, next week and kind of recap uh, Saturday's game. Uh, so after this game on Saturday, what's the rest of your future look like, uh, or at least the next couple of weeks look at uh, look like for you, buddy? Um, you know, um, oh, go ahead, sir. There we go. All right. So after the game, um, I'm immediately going to miss it. Um, I'm gonna think about everything that we you know we've been through together. But I get two weeks or three weeks, and then I head off to practice baseball, and that's it. But um, every single day, you know, the rest of the year, I'm gonna um, miss what we had and miss the sport of football. But you know, that's what going forward, I'm just gonna stick to baseball and see what happens there. All right, Jalen. So what's after you uh, when when things are finally wrapped up on front on Saturday, man? What what does it look like? I guess going forward for you. Yeah, you know, at the state, um, I'll probably take a week break. But uh, you know, right, you know, right back there in the weight room, uh, I'm gonna stay there for a little bit, <laughs> probably for the rest of the the rest of the year. Um, but you know, after that, uh, probably, you know, look there on tie when he, you know, does baseball. But um, 
you know, and you know, me and Ty, we're the we're the head of the student section for basketball, so we're definitely going to be cheering teammates, you know, for basketball who's going to go play basketball. So um, it's going to be great, you know, just to go back and you know cherish the moments um, and cheer on the teammates that we have now that you know we probably won't see next year. And um, you know, that's big for me. And uh, you know, it's it definitely been a great great four years. Um, can't wait to go all out, you know, for the seniors and um, you know, and for Coach Knotts and you know. Um, you know, I'm I'm definitely grateful to to be here for um you know to play for you know a legend like Coach Knotts and um you know play for a quarterback like Tyler who you know throws accurate you know every every play and you know you really don't have that in the quarterback and you know I'm blessed and um you know definitely going to cherish these moments. Well, guys, from both of us, all of you again, one final time, we'll say good luck Saturday. We'll see you at the game Saturday, so uh, we'll we'll make sure that. We either catch you before or after, but uh, definitely want to make sure we say hello to you guys. Congratulations on a great career uh, over in high school. This is, again, a memory that you guys will remember forever. Three-time state championships uh, on your hands, and one more uh, in the works come Saturday. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. Tell your moms and dads we greatly appreciate your coaches. We appreciate it, everybody over there at Dutch Board, for letting you guys come in here and be a part of the show. You guys represented in five-star fashion. You guys have a great day. Thank you so much. Yes, sir. You too. Thank you. Yes, sir. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. That, of course, is the Dutch Fork duo. That is Ty Chuck heading to Clemson to play baseball with Monty Lee and Jalen Hyatt. He's going to join that wild crew, the Do What You Do, University of Tennessee Volunteers, who's bowling. Man, they're taking the kids out of our state after, after kid after kid. And I've seen it happen last year. It's going to happen again this year with Jalen heading out over there to uh, Rocky Top. Excited to watch him, and uh, we'll, we'll definitely be rooting for him and, and the balls here going forward. Now that we have two guys that have come on this show, one of those is Solomon, uh, Kenny Solomon, who is a defensive uh, guy for Tennessee from Sacasee. And now we have uh, Mr. Jalen Hyatt, who also is there. And I believe they've got another Dutch sport guy that's on that roster as well that we heard about uh, this past week. Uh, Will? Yeah, no, it's pretty, it's pretty incredible stuff is what's going on. And, and you know, uh, we, we've made a comment probably either uh, off the air or on the show before, but, you know, Dutch Fork, they have a program that's uh, so, that's so solid. Right. They, they, they just continue to produce um, football players or, or even in you know, Tyler's case, athletes. Right. And that those athletes that they're able to go on and, and that they're going to do amazing things, um, you know, even the ones that have gone on before them. So I, just an incredible program, incredible to uh, like hear the great things uh, coming out of that program at Dutch Fork High School. And uh, like, I'm, I'm looking forward to Saturday and um, like, I'm, I'm rooting for them going for four. Oh, wow, look at there, rooting for the uh, for Dutch Fork against Dorman. Dorman's a good team. They know what everybody knows, it, but I tell you what, it's a different style deal over there in uh, that side of Columbia. We're really excited here. We've got to take a very small break. We are going to take the bus from Columbia, South Carolina. We're heading to the Grand Strand. Talk about another program. This is 4A football. We just got out of 5A, but 4A football, and I grew up, I went to Sacristy, so I know all about Myrtle Beach High School. The Seahawks are a dangerous competition when it comes to football on Friday nights, they're going for a, another state championship. They won, I think, last year. They're going to defend it here this year. They're going to get to see uh, the likes of a, of a really, really good team out of Wren. They've got a quarterback over there who is uh, two touchdowns away from a state champion uh, record here. and That would be, I think, the magic number 71. So he's uh, must be sitting around 70 right now. So with that being said, coming up here in just a minute, we'll check in with the running back. He's also a safety, so he's playing on both sides of the ball. And I believe it's Xavion 
Knox. He's going to check in. Coming up next right here on Southern Sports Central. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Rich. I'm alongside Will Porter here, bringing you another hour and 15 minutes of solid sports radio here. We're going to give a tip of the cap over to the Dutch Fork duo as they, of course, are Ty Olinchuk, the quarterback, and the wide receiver Jalen Hyatt. These guys going for four in a row on Saturday. They'll see the likes of Dorman, wishing both of those two teams the best of luck. Well, we've got them mic'd up. We've got them on the bus, and we're ready to have a conversation. We check into Myrtle Beach High School's own running back, slash safety. He's a dual threat guy on either side of the ball. This kid can do it all. He is, of course, Xavion Knox here going for two in a row. They win it last year. They look to win it this year. They've got to go against a good team out of Wren, but they play football, and they're doing it with a backup quarterback that looks like a starting quarterback because their guy, of course, uh, got injured earlier in the uh, playoffs. That being said, Xavion, uh, first of many times, welcome to Southern Sports Central, brother. Thank you, thank you. You're up there on the Grand Strand, brother. I spent a lot of time up there, man. I lived up there for 18 years. I went to a school that you know a little bit about, Sockacy. I know your coaches very well. Uh, your defensive coach, oh, yeah. by the way, uh, J.O., you know Coach Owens pretty well, huh? Yes, sir. Yes, I grew sir. up with Coach Owens. Yeah, so when you talk to Coach Owens, say, yes, yeah, I, I got on the radio today with uh, the Richie. He's going to look at – he'll tell you a few stories. Don't believe any of them. None of them are true. None of them. <laughs> Unless he says I'm amazing, okay, awesome, yeah. and – I'm big time, and then you can go with that. I'm just kidding. Man, I, I got a lot of respect for you guys. I, I know what is expected out of you guys, right? I grew up with a lot of guys that did a lot of big things over there, man. I've played in that same stadium that you guys play in, okay? I've played on that baseball field right behind it. Um, the tradition, we just had Dutch Fork in here, man, but Myrtle Beach, when you think of football, and I don't like to put a lot of stars and, and, and A's behind you because football's football on a Friday night. But you guys are in the 4A bracket. You know, when I grew up, you guys were in the 3A bracket because we didn't have 5A. We had 4A, which was a sweet 16, and then you had the 3A stuff. And uh, there's another kid that used to be a running back over there that's kind of close to my heart. His dad played with me, which was Brandon Sinclair. I know you know Brandon, I'd imagine, a little bit over there, right? 
So uh, it's a, it's, it's, a, it's a small world, and, and I've always uh, had a lot. I watch you guys from afar uh, down here in Charleston, where we're, where we're at. Of, but uh, man, what's it, what's it like, man? There's there's a rich history at Myrtle Beach High School, and, and trust and believe me, I'm well aware of what athletic wise, what your athletic department believes in, what your head coach believes in, the athletic, you know, the whole the whole theme of things. Of course, uh, Luke Doty's been your quarterback. He's heading the University of South Carolina. He's doing big things. He's brought a lot of attention. You're doing big things. Of course, uh, you know, that's how it works. You know, it's like if you run the ball, you open up the passing game. You throw the ball, you open up the running game, and you guys have done that. So um, introduce us to Myrtle Beach High School, man. Introduce us to the 2019 uh, guys that are running for a state championship come Saturday, buddy. Oh, sorry, what was that? I said, tell us a little bit about Myrtle Beach and, and, and what you guys have done this year. What has this senior season meant for you? Of course, uh, you've been on this fun ride. I know you guys won it last year, 2018. You're going back at it here in 2019. Last time you guys won it was 2013. But every year you're in the state championship run. You're in the conversation. It may be that you get right to that line, but then you don't make it into williams Bryce. But here again, two years in a row, you're, you're going to be doing it big. And this year you're at you're actually going to uh, defend a, a state championship. So uh, tell us a little yep. bit about Myrtle Beach and, and the football program and what does it mean for you to have been a part of such a really, really good program up there on the Grand Strand? I mean, uh, it means a lot, man. I mean, Myrtle Beach, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a great team, especially when you come to football. I mean, uh, they're a team that doesn't worry so much about how you play earlier in the season. They just want to make sure come December and November they're the talk of the town, you know. Uh, you know, uh, we just – Continue to get better each day, and um, hopefully make it here in December every year. That's our goal, play December football. All right, so you play for a coach that I know pretty well. Uh, I've got a lot of respect for this guy. You know, We don't hold each other uh, too much against each other that, that I'm, I'm a Soxie guy. He's a Myrtle Beach guy. But nevertheless, uh, mm-hmm. it's a lot of fun up there. Of course, North Myrtle Beach has stepped up a little bit up there. See, North Myrtle Beach didn't have all that – that ball and skill that they got these days, man. These guys are doing their things uh, as well. <laughs> How fun is it, though, man? You've gone against some good guys up there on the Grand Strand. Of course, Soxie's got a few playmakers. I believe one of their guys transferred over this past year. He's over there now with you guys. Uh, and then that Mason Garcia guy. Man, have you had a chance uh, – and let's talk defense, and I'm going to come back to your offensive game first, but uh, or second. But as a safety, you've gone against some really good quarterbacks. Mason Garcia, we've seen him down here in the low country on many teams. Uh, during the playoffs, have you had a chance to cover one of his wide receivers that he's kind of gone down the field on? And, and tell us a little bit about about him and, and, and some of those other guys up there on the uh, on the Grand Strand that you've seen that are, like, really good. But, again, if you're running defensive schemes against uh, anybody, I mean, you're getting firsthand the best at it because you're getting to go against uh, Luke Doty, of course. Yeah, um, Macy, he's a, he's, he's a good quarterback. I give him that. He, he's real good. He's perfect size. I mean, Monster size, if you ask me, but um, he's great. I mean, uh, receivers that he has, he has some great receivers. Look at um, you know, I've I've guarded. I mean, we're kind of a zone team on defense, but when we go to man, I've guarded a few of his receivers. I mean, they come out of the ball pretty fast. I mean, they try to give him a look. I mean, they're great. You know, he's he's a great receiver. I mean, good to play against somebody like him. You know, we got JJ coming over from soccer team. I mean, he's Stepped up a lot, you know, Luke being out and all like that. But, uh, yeah, you know, it's been some good some good CD players around here. Live right now with a senior over there at Myrtle Beach High School. They're going for two, two in a row, that is. State championships, uh, got a couple of rings. Mm-hmm. Already talked about it in the last 
of course, is back in 2013, this one 2018, and now 2019. They're going to get to see the likes of Wren. Uh, well, they'll have a quarterback doing his thing as well. Uh, what's the mindset this week? It's business this week. I, I know you guys, uh, y'all do a run around, and if I'm not mistaken, y'all hit the bus tomorrow. You'll go stay up in Columbia tomorrow night and uh, get ready for that big game on Saturday. But then uh, there's an elementary, uh, I guess you guys kind of do maybe like a little tour or something uh, to where you guys will get to say uh, so long, farewell, and kind of make that, that parade walk, if you will, uh, as you guys get ready for a state championship game on Saturday. So what's it called? Yes, um, we usually do that. We got you, buddy. I think we dropped you there for a minute. Go ahead and say it again. Well, we might have lost him here, and uh, if we get him back in, we'll, we'll definitely check in. Of course, we had Xavier Knox. He's a running back and a safety, and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see if we can get him back in here. 7.56 is the time. we got about another minute left. We'll head to break. If he calls back in, we'll check in with him. But, uh, again, to win one state championship in your time and, and anything is, is amazing or any championship you win, it's always an amazing thing. And now we've had not one but two schools that are looking to do it back-to-back and for one to do it consecutively three times in a row and now the fourth time on Saturday they'll see the likes of Dorman Myrtle Beach doesn't get a lot of conversation in certain areas because they're up there on the Grand Strand and, and let me tell you something I grew up up that side of town and they play, they play some ball up there I mean they do have by the way a, a quarterback that's heading to East Carolina who just got invited yesterday because Luke Doty is not going to play in it Mason Garcia committed sealed and yet not delivered That'll happen in August, unless he goes early. And I'm not sure if he's going early. I don't think he's going early. He came on the show a couple about a month ago. And uh, he is going to be the new quarterback. He's going to step up into the role of uh, Luke Doty in the Shrine Bowl, which we'll see him later in the month of December. He was going to go to the North-South game, but, uh, look, you get a chance to go to that other bowl. It goes in this fashion. It goes, of course, Shrine Bowl, North-South Bowl, and then some of these other all-star games around the area. Absolutely. And, um, you know, it, it's unfortunate for Luke um, Doty up there that the, the injury has kind of uh, sidelined him for most of this, um, for the rest of this postseason and, uh, and for this playoff picture and as well as the, the bowl games and things like that. But, you know, just the, the talent that the talent that he possesses and he's going to a Division One school that um, in the SEC, that is uh, the University of South Carolina. And congratulations to him um, with that. And, you know, I, I, I think it was uh, Billy Baker who is um, the, the writer and uh, senior writer and editor for the high school sports report. He, he kind of gave me a rundown whenever, um, uh, whenever I saw him the, the first time or whenever talking about this quarterback that is Luke Doty and how quick that he is on his feet, how fast that he is. Um, but also like his, his passing game and just how much talent that this, this one individual has and just the way that he was, just the way that he was talking about him. And I, I have never seen, um, I had never seen any uh, film or anything from uh, Luke Doty, but just, I can visualize it. And I, and I can, I can imagine a fast um, quarterback that can be able to throw well. And that, and we've, we've said it here on the show before. That's, and that's the trend that a lot of quarterbacks are doing, being mobile right. in the pocket and being able to extend plays and things like that. And that is Luke Doty. Right, no doubt about it. Luke Doty's one of those guys, I would say, uh, right around close to him 
would be these other two guys, one Mason Garcia, and then, of course, uh, <laughs> how do you not mention Ty Olinchuk, who uh, it, it was fun part. We got to go to break at the top of the hour here uh, on Southern Sports Center, so we got another hour to keep it rolling. But uh, it, it's fun to have these guys on, and that's one of the first times I've ever had a, a, a wide receiver quarterback duo come on. But to hear them laughing, you know, when, when, when Ty was like, man, people thought I was slow and, and uh, uh, yeah, uh, I went around the corner like I, I and was Jalen and Jalen chuckled at that. <laughs> that was pretty funny. And then he said, "I wish I had that move." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, that Olin Chuck roll or whatever he called it there. So that's that's a new thing. Maybe that'll be the next move on uh, the new college football game. So top of the hour coming up to a break. Coming up next, uh, we'll check in with Bryce Coon, twenty four seven Sports Zone. We'll change a little bit of conversation. We'll go back to the world of college. We may take high school as well. Talk a little high school because he does cover some high school there in uh, Valdosta as well. So you're listening to Southern Sports Central. I'm Rich Yelman. That, my friends, is the producer in action over there, of course, uh, Will Porter. This is uh, Southern Sports Central on Blog Talk Radio. We'll be right back. My family and I were suffering with no protection from the hot Carolina sun. I called the Tent Farm, and they told me about their line of ceramic window film. Now I have 99.9% protection from harmful UV rays for the ones that matter the most. You don't have to be a math teacher like me for those numbers to make sense. Don't be alarmed. Call the farm. I was driving in extreme Charleston heat. I couldn't take it any longer. I wasn't alarmed. I called the farm. I used to be the victim of bad tents. It was so horrible, I was embarrassed to be seen driving even in my own hometown. I called the tent farm, and they took care of me. I wasn't alarmed. I called the farm. I'm Jonathan Farmer, owner and founder of Tent Farm. Are you a victim of bad tent? Are you suffering from extreme heat? We here at the tent farm want to help you with these horrible conditions. Don't be alarmed. Call the farm. Hey, welcome back, everybody. I want to thank uh, our three guests in hour number one. And, boy, we stayed busy with it over there uh, in the high school ranks as uh, not one but two state championship caliber programs, right? Dutch Sports' very own Ty Olinchuk heading to Clemson to play baseball for Bonnie Lee. And, of course, the wide receiver Jalen Hyatt going to head over to the Volunteers to play a little Rocky Top football. And, boy, he's picking to do it at the right time. This team is getting better and better and better and better. Why not? They got a good coach and they got a great staff around them and they have a really good roster. So uh, both of those kids, five-star kids, on and off the field. And then we headed to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. We were shagging on the boulevard with Xavion Knox, the running back. Lost him in uh, sometimes that wind blows out of the out of the east, coming off the ocean, and the signal gets a little a little sideways. But uh, we dropped his call. Unfortunately, uh, he's a running back. He's a safety. He's a class of the 2020. He'll graduate this year. Didn't get a chance to find out where he's going to school, but maybe we talk to him again on Monday or Tuesday, or we'll definitely try to look for him on Saturday when we are there on location at uh, williams Bryce Stadium. But uh, they won it back in 2013. They won it last year, and they're playing it again this year. Now, of course, uh, Dutch Fork will play Dorman, and a lot of people pick Dorman. I'm not sure yet. We'll talk about that before I get us out of here today, definitely about tomorrow. And then to, uh, on the – for a level, it's Ren. Ren's got a kid, this Owens guy. He he's actually going to join us, I think, tomorrow. The quarterback from Ren High School. He's two touchdowns away 
he's two touchdowns away from uh, from breaking a state record from a guy out of uh, Burns High School. It's incredible, isn't it? Uh, it's huge. It's the history being made already. Right. Still. Right. I mean, to me, you're, you're you have a chance of winning a state championship and winning or uh, taking over a, a a historical number. All right. So now we head over to the state of Georgia where we've got Georgia on our mind, and Valdasta is the location where we'll check in with our own Bryce Coon from 24-7 Sports. Top of the morning, Mr. Bryce. How was it? Good morning, folks. How y'all doing? Doing well, man. Life is good. Talking to some high school athletes who are graduating this year. Uh, two of them have a chance to win four state championships in a row. That's incredible, right? And then one of uh, the young men from Myrtle Beach has a chance to win back-to-back championships, which, hey, that's also a big feat. I don't want to undermine that either. Oh, yeah. You get at this point in the year, you got guys playing for championships. I know in the state of Georgia, it's kind of that semifinal week uh, for us. And so you have a lot of kids that are uh, – listen, high school football, we've, we've talked about this, Richie, on and off the air. It's the most pure form of football you got. You have some kids that – We'll be playing their last high school game tonight. You got some kids that'll be at least have one more week. So it's going to be a lot of fun down here in the state of Georgia. And I was listening to y'all talking about a little bit about South Carolina as well. Sounds like it's, uh, it's going to be some really good matchups coming up. Oh yeah, we got some good ones, man. Friday night they're going to go off uh, at Benedict College. The one A, the two A starts off their thing, and then on Saturday they head over to Williams Bryce Stadium, and uh, they're going to have it where the five A is going to start first. The 4A will go second, then 3A football will, will go last. And all three of the matchups on Saturday are smash-mouth, historically-sounded, grounded football programs. Same thing goes for Friday night. Oh, man, they've got one team that, that, that doesn't have the experience. You're going to go against a team with a lot of experience. But, man, it's, it's like hiring a guy. You hire a guy, and he's got a lot of experience. He also has a lot of habits. You've got to be careful with that. But you hire a guy that doesn't have any experience. You've got to create his habits. You can work with that, right? So that's kind of, I think, the velocity uh, to uh, one of the schools that's going to play against Barnwell on Friday night, uh, who's got a lot of history there. Of course, that's 2A football. Barnwell, very good. We had their quarterback on here yesterday with us. But uh, they're playing against Saluda, where, of course, uh, the producer went to high school just a few days ago. He was a young man, 21 years old. So <laughs> the more it's, been, I, it's been a few days. Yeah, the, the, few days. the more I talk to him, the older I feel. So I don't let him talk. It makes me feel <laughs> old. But uh, that being said, man, before we get into some of the other stuff, man, Hey, congratulations to you, my friend. You're heading to Alabama. How about that? You're going to go do some minor league baseball stuff, huh? Yeah, yeah. So I'll stay with 24-7 sports uh, covering uh, the Georgia area, but I'll get to branch that coverage over into the state of Alabama. Man, yeah, I accepted a uh, broadcasting job with the uh, Birmingham Barons, double-A team, the Chicago White Sox. So, yeah, man, just uh, moving moving and uh, excited for this new journey, man. It's going to be a lot of fun. Always fun to have in here, Bryce Coon, 24-7 Sports, very own Southern Sports Central, of course, uh, contributor in many ways. Uh, we joined forces here about a month ago, and he's been strong ever since. Week after week, he keeps showing up, man. It's amazing. And uh, it's a lot of fun to get you in here. Still got to get you to Charleston, by the way. Uh, we were trying to get you here to do what you are going to do in Alabama, but, uh, man, I'm excited to see you continue to grow and do what you love to do. And I tell people all the time, man, look, if you keep pushing sooner or later, that wall is going to fall. You just got to keep pushing, keep moving, and, and things are going to happen. But uh, you're doing it the right way, and, again, yeah, that's that's why the good Lord is going to keep blessing a guy like yourself. Now, that being said, Bryce, the big thing came out Tuesday night. No surprise in, in a lot of these rankings uh, if you look at it, of course. So Ohio State, number one, LSU, number two, Clemson, 
number three, Georgia, number four. Now, look at this matchup. Ohio State, Wisconsin. That one we'll get into. LSU, Georgia, right? So that takes out one of these two teams. Well, I think maybe. And definitely Georgia. If Georgia loses, I think they don't make their way in. Clemson, UVA. I've even seen some people, and maybe they were lackluster. Maybe they didn't get enough sleep the night before when they put this on social media because I don't see it happening, saying that Clemson can still win and let's say Oklahoma beats Baylor really bad, or Baylor beats Oklahoma really bad, they slide in, Clemson slides out. I don't see that happening. But I do see, of course, LSU beating Georgia. Georgia slides out, and you get one of those teams. So, quickly, your thoughts on the top four, the other two or three, and your scenario here after a Saturday showdown on college football. Well, first off, it's going to be a great Saturday. I mean, geez, you, you play all season, you play 12 games, and you get these this, this back, these matchups this weekend. It's going to be a lot of fun. I think one thing that you look at when you see this uh, top four is a lot of people are claiming, well, we want an 18 playoff. We want a 16 playoff. Well, you got, what is it, four? You got some teams that are in that top eight. They're going to be playing each other this week, or in this top ten, they're going to be playing each other this week. So this is essentially, a, a, you know, playoff right here for some of these teams. And, you know, there's been a ton of conversation about Utah, Oklahoma, how do they fit in? But if Georgia wins, then your top four is going to be the same team, just in a different order, in my opinion. I think that Ohio State would stay number one. Would Georgia maybe jump a Clemson team if they beat LSU? No, really, would that even really matter who's the two and who's the three? It just determines really who gets to wear that home jersey. Um, but let's just say that LSU or Clemson moves to two, Georgia goes to three, and LSU kind of slots it at four. I think LSU has the resume where they with their win – Last week over Texas A&M, they clinched playoff spot no matter what. Um, you know, their loss would be to a one-loss SEC champion. I don't think that there's another team that has a resume like they do. So if Georgia wins on Saturday and Ohio State and Clemson wins, it's going to be the same four, just a different order. So I think that's something to look for look at, and you see that as well. I think when you go into the scenario, okay, let's just say, you know, let's say LSU wins. That's when it gets interesting because we saw Mr. Paul Feinbaum on ESPN talking about, uh, does anyone really want to see Utah in the playoff? Uh, and, you know, Paul Feinbaum, he's, he's got his show for a reason, and he's been an established voice, and especially in SEC country, for a long time. But I think when you see that – I think when you see exactly how they, you know, have done this in the past <sighs> – I don't even know if the fourth spot is really going to matter unless it was LSU because I think they're going to be, honestly, just a um, you know, participation trip because Ohio State is a legit football team. And I want to get your your thoughts on that, guys. I mean, does it really matter? I mean, if Oklahoma were to get in, if Utah were to get in, does it, do they even have a shot against Ohio State? Hey, Bryce, this is Will Porter here. Um, so the athletic uh, um, – yeah, the the athletic writing they they do in a fantastic job over there behind a paywall. One of the things that uh, was a question to um, a guy named Stuart Mandel in his mailbag was um, like, let, let's play out what is the ultimate like playoff chaos or, or like a um, this this scenario here for the college football playoff yeah, selection yeah. committee to have to do these things. So like, um, let's play it out where Clemson loses. But so does Utah and Oklahoma. Number one, Ohio State. Number two, and LSU are in. But who on earth are number three and number four? Your choices, you have a 12-1 non-champion Clemson, a 12-1 champion Baylor, 11-2 non-champion Georgia, 
11 and 2 non-champion Oklahoma and 11 and 2 champion Oregon. And then it finally says have fun committee. So um what say <laughs> you about that price? Man, uh I'll tell you one thing, I wish I got paid the big bucks to answer those questions. But uh no, it's that's definitely a situation where wow, you look at that and you have to say what do you do? I think from a perspective, I think that would knock Georgia out. I think that loss to South Carolina is just too ugly for them to really get in. I think in that scenario, you might have to push in um, Baylor, who would be and, and correct me if I'm wrong. That you would have said they would be a one-loss champion, Big 12 champion. I think Baylor would get into that scenario um, because they would avenge their loss. They would have avenged their loss to. Uh, Oklahoma, in many ways, would have been a lot like Georgia and Auburn in 2017. Uh, You go back, Georgia got throttled at Auburn. Uh, They ended up winning the SEC championship over Auburn again and beating them uh, in Atlanta. That would be kind of the same similar situation for Baylor. So I think Baylor would slot in number three. And then, man, you get to that number four spot. I don't know. I think on paper – and you know, Davis when he's talked a lot about this, I think um, I, I would honest I would rather see Clemson. Uh, I would rather see Clemson in than, than a Pac twelve team and I don't know if that's living in this area of the country that you have that bias, but I've told people recently I think Clemson it's unfortunate what Clemson's schedule is, but you know, they have to play those A C C teams and the A C C is bad, very bad. Um this season, and you know, Virginia will provide a, so, uh, maybe a little bit of resistance. But if Clemson goes in there on Saturday and Charlotte just blows Virginia out, listen, they're still very, very good. Trevor Lawrence is still very, very good. Travis Etienne is very, very good. This Clemson team is still a legit uh, contender for the title, and I think they could surprise people even if they did stumble on Saturday. If, if they could slot in that number four spot, but that would be mine. If, if uh, Baylor was were to beat Oklahoma, I think my my one through four would probably be Ohio State, LSU, uh, Baylor, and Clemson. I think Clemson's just too good of a football team. You can't leave them out, and that's unfortunate for the Pac-12. It is because Utah's had a great season, and they have a fun uh, backfield duo in their quarterback and running back. But, I mean, I just think, you know, it's all about money and what's going to bring in the most money, a Clemson-Ohio State matchup instead of a Utah-Ohio State, and that's going to bring in more ratings. And that's unfortunate the way that it goes, but you know that has to have a little bit of play into it. Of course. And, um, and you know, what makes this harder is that uh, this TV deal with ESPN and the college football playoff this, uh, doesn't expire until uh, 2026. So we still have about seven years or eight years left on this, uh, on this TV deal where, um, you know, the college football playoff committee only is going to select four teams whenever – um, like we, we, the public, are, are more so pushing for, you know, a, a six or an eight playoff team or, or maybe even 16. Like I've, I've heard 16, um, a number being thrown out there as well. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to – I'm just going to kind of give a little bit of insight. You know, Clemson is number one, uh, ranked first in, in stop rate uh, in the nation right now. And Virginia, I mean, as, as far as just looking down this list, they are ranked 35th. They're ranked 27th in the three and out rate, and so, um, and you know, you take a look at the you take a look at these defensive um, uh, numbers and like the rankings because all this is really doing is like how many drives do they have and how many do they uh, how many do they get a stop on, and so, and that's a basic unit of measurement for how successful that a, that a defense is, of course. So, I mean, like this is I. I 
I, I find it very hard to see Virginia uh, keeping it close with, with Clemson um, like, like North Carolina did, especially with, you know, I, I'm just thinking back to the North Carolina game um, whenever they went to go and play the Tar Heels. And that ever since then, that close finish, ever since then, Clemson has just been rolling over because they have a statement to make um, with, the, with the country and with, the, um, with all the disrespect that the, um, the defending national champions have. Yeah, and it's one of those things, too, Greg, I agree with you. I mean, ever since the North Carolina game, they have been destroying their opponents. I mean, Wake Forest was a team that was people thought and they might be able to challenge. I think they lost the week prior to Clemson against Louisville. Uh, then they went into Clemson, and Clemson dismantled a Wake Forest team that was like one of those nice little surprise stories um, for the season. And I'm not really – I can't quite remember what they finished out on, but it's one of those things where – Clemson, listen, Clemson's a good football team, and they're still the same football team. Now, you could argue that defensive line that anchored that team last year and helped them win a, uh, a national championship and helped them really slow down a Alabama offense that not many could slow down all season is not there anymore. But they're still a talented team. Now, they have the most complete team in college football? I don't know. But are they one of the four best teams? I, I want to say yes, but it's one of those things you talked about, the level of competition they played. We really don't know, and I don't think anyone's going to know. And I think it'd be really a, um, it really be disappointing to see them not get the chance to prove that in the college football playoff. But this is the same thing too. And you talked about you know looking into the future and the scheduling. And I, I Richie, I don't know if this is something y'all have talked about on the show, but man, you could talk about this for just about the whole two hour two hour segment you all guys get. Scheduling college football is just ridiculous right now because you have teams. Uh, a team like Georgia, who has scheduled some big-time non-conference games well into the future, into the 2030s, uh, 2020s as well. But you look and see what these teams are trying to do. I mean, you can't help how your conference is. You just can't. You, I mean, and that's one thing that Clemson cannot control. And Clemson's not going to go out and schedule four non-conference Power 5 teams. They're not going to – that's just not – that's just not – they're not going to do that. They're not going to schedule Georgia and then play – Penn State and then go play uh, Utah. I mean, that, that's just – they're not going to do that. That's just not within what they need to do. And so um, it's just one of those unfortunate things, and I think it's a little bit unfair to ask a team to do that, uh, to, to, to do that because their conference isn't good because they can't control that. They're still going to have to play Boston College. They're still going to have to play, um, you know, Wake Forest in these schools. And that's no disrespect to those. It's just been a down year for the ACC. Live right now with Bryce Coon, 24-7 Sports out of Odessa, Georgia, as we are talking college football. You want to join us here uh, this morning. We'd love to hear from you. Call in, 323-784-9681. you got a question for the fellows over at 24-7 Sports. Uh, you can jump in here with us. We'll, of course, uh, get you in here, and we'll have that conversation. Uh, if the 18 playoffs started today, and, again, I'm, I'm not that 16 guy. I'm more of the 8, the 10. I think that's enough. After a while, you start to water it down a little bit. Uh, I, I think 10 is a good number. That's kind of my thing. If ESPN does a not top 10 and a top 10, then why shouldn't they do that with the, uh, the playoff system? Now, however, I have seen a, a lot of modules that would have an 18 playoff. That's eight teams in this playoff. Number one, of course, uh, would be Ohio State. They'd be taking on Memphis. They would be the number eight team, right, on the uh, left side of the bracket. Then you'd have the number four team taking on Utah would be Georgia versus Utah. Then on the right side of this bracket, you'd have LSU and Baylor. Well, that wouldn't be a good one. Uh, you've already seen LSU take down Texas earlier in the year, so they would be kind of going back and taking on another team out of the uh, the Lone Star State. 
and then Clemson and Oklahoma. Not the same Jalen Hurst that they saw back in Tampa uh, with Alabama. Uh, this kid's learned to throw it a little bit better. He's a lot better athlete. I think just overall, I think he's finally grown into that position. Uh, but you see two Hall of Fame or two Heisman Trophy like quarterbacks for sure. Uh, that would that works better for me because I do believe. And, and you asked this question earlier, and I, I didn't get a chance to chime in with you, but I do think one, two, three, and four, or one, two, and three are very big. I'm not sure. And, and again, are we just not giving Georgia the respect because Georgia? You know, they've only given up 12 touchdowns allowed, right? So so when you look at it that way, that, that's pretty impressive. But yet, because I think they lost to South Carolina in Athens, I, I think that's kind of the biggest stinger on their, on their blemish on their schedule. Their only loss, by the way, is to South Carolina that day on Saturday. And um, But for me, I, I do think that an Oklahoma could play with some of these teams. I do feel like Baylor could probably play with some of these teams. Um Outside of that, I, I'm not sure. I just I don't buy in anymore to the Pac-12 or 15 or 16 or whatever they have over there this year or this week. No more than I buy into the ACC. I think they're very similar conferences. I think you may have one or two strong teams that can do things for it for all intents and purposes this year. At least the ACC has a team above 500 in their championship game playing against Clemson. That's where it's hard for me, Bryce, to take the ACC serious. You keep sending teams inside – the, 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 the championship game, and they don't even have a 500 above record. I mean, uh, it's your best of the best. That's the best you got. I just don't understand it. And you're right. You can't hold the players nor the coaches accountable for their schedule because a lot of these schedules outside of the conference were scheduled way back when. Like, for example, just yesterday, South Carolina inked a deal with Miami. Who's to say Miami's going to be the same Miami today where they're more of a tropical storm? They might be back up to Hurricane Force wins by 2030. You know, you just you just don't know, Bryce. And uh, and again, you know, it, it's interesting how we do what we do, and, and it is moments like this to keep guys like you, me, Will, and other guys around the country to have talk shows and to do what we do in the world of sports. It gives us conversation, right? It's cooler talk. And again, you know, you start to look at things. But when it comes down to it, and I'm going to ask you this because you're in the state of Georgia, you guys cover Athens and, and and the dogs pretty closely. Does anybody give Georgia a shot though? I mean, they're going to be in Atlanta. They're going to be over there, of course semi to the backyard if not around the corner from their backyard but they're going to see an offense that I don't know if they've seen a quarterback like this guy yet in Boros in this wide receiver crew the good news is the defense at LSU is not what the defense has been in the past and that's kind of been their Achilles heel is that they give up a little bit more than they used to well I'll tell you this Richie and that poses a great question and it's one of those things that I love about football love about college football is that you have two styles that are going to butt heads on Saturday, and one thing's going to have to give. And uh, I, I don't know if y'all have done an in-depth preview of this game or anything, but one thing that I was talking on a radio station down in Valdosta about this was, you know, you're exactly right. Georgia has not seen a quarterback to the caliber of Joe Burrow. They've seen Ian Book from Notre Dame, who had a good game. Uh, they've seen Bo Nix, but they – they, it wasn't the same Bo Nix that the Crimson Tide saw last week. He's been inconsistent as a freshman person. And on a, and a, not trying to get on another tangent, I think he's going to be a really good SEC quarterback. Um, but you look at these two styles. First off, Georgia's not going to be able to beat LSU by playing five out, five wide, and from in the backfield by himself and just airing it out. They're not going to beat LSU at LSU's game. Georgia has to own this identity of we're just going to physically overpower you. 
with our biggest offensive line in the country, our defense that doesn't is very stingy. But you said they haven't faced a quarterback like Burrow, and I would argue this. Joe Burrow and LSU have not faced a complete defense like Georgia. Yeah, they faced Auburn, who has one of the best defensive lines, if not the best defensive lines in the country. And those two guys are going to be, you know, first and second round draft picks, Derek Brown and uh, Marlon Davidson, the big, the big men up for, for uh, the, the Tigers. But you look and see – Georgia's secondary is probably is better than Auburn's. The linebacking group is probably the weakest link of that entire team. And talking with some reporters who've been in press conferences all week, that was kind of the the uh, story. You know, Georgia's not scared of this. They 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 went into a SEC championship last year, and where the um, odds makers in Vegas ruled them as a twelve and a half point um, underdog to Alabama, and that was a game that Georgia controlled until late in the game. Georgia enters this one as a seven point underdog, and you know, Georgia Georgia has all the potential offensively to go out there and put up 30 points. It has not clicked this year, and I'm not sure why. Uh, do, is it due to regression of Jake Fromm? Is it due to this coordinator change? And some other news, uh, my former Georgia offensive coordinator Mike Bobo has parted ways with Colorado State. And uh, yeah, I know that you're probably familiar that two of the top places that he's looking at right now or might be looking at is Georgia and South Carolina to potentially coach with two guys that he played with in his day was with the red, black, and must champion smart. But you look at this Georgia team, I, I mean, yeah, they got a shot. They have a shot. I think it's a little bit better, and this game is a hard game to predict because you have two styles going at each other, and one thing's going to have to give. LSU scored 74 touchdowns this season. Georgia's given up 12. Well, one of those things is going to give on Saturday. And you're going to see two heavyweights who play different brands of football go at it. And I and I love that because – you have two teams that have done it well, and you talk about that loss to South Carolina, and that seems to be the, the big black eye for Georgia. Well, you lost to South Carolina. There's no way you could do this. Listen, they lost that game on October 12th, and they've reeled off wins over Florida and Auburn since then. They take care of business in some sloppy weather against a um, decent Texas A&M team. So I think when you, when you look exactly at what Georgia has to do to win this game, they're going to have to play their own brand of football. Um, there's not many teams, save maybe outside of Clemson and, and oh, I say Ohio State, and maybe Clemson, that can just go out there and we're going we're gonna to run up the scoreboard with the LSU. Georgia's going to have to control the time of possession. Um, they're going to have to really run the ball with some authority, and Fromm's going to have to make those great play action throws and be the quarterback that he's been against in big games in, in the past. And that's another thing about Fromm. You know, he's had one bad game every season. He's been there. And for a quarterback, for you to have one bad game every season, that's really – I mean, that's not – that's not that's, – that's, that's, that's good. He had the bad game his freshman year against Auburn, last year against LSU, and this year against South Carolina. So I think when you look at – he's gotten that out of the way. They, they know how to do this. They have a veteran group. They've got some young studs on the defensive side of the football who are gelling together. And also – this is a team, when you look at Georgia, two years ago they had a star in the middle in the uh, now Chicago Bears middle linebacker Raquan Smith, an absolute star, a guy who was a finalist uh, for about every single award you could imagine you want to get on the, on the defensive side of the ball. This year's group's different. You have a bunch of guys that play together. and You have a bunch of guys that um, have experience together. You don't have one individual standout who's going to you know, rock and roll for you. So, listen, it's going to be a great matchup. And when it kicks off in Atlanta at 4 o'clock, uh, you best believe that three-quarters of that stadium is going to be red and black. Uh, Georgia travels well. They travel really well. Um, and Alabama usually dominates Atlanta when they get up there. But 
listen, you know, they're not there this year. LSU's there. They're going to have to come for Baton Rouge. I, listen, it's going to be it's going to be an unreal matchup. And, I mean, I'm saying this, and who knows? LSU might go in there and put up 40 points, and Georgia loses at 40 to, to 17, you know. But I, I really believe this is not going to be a blowout. I don't think LSU's faced a complete defense like Georgia. And, like I said, I don't think Georgia's faced a quarterback like Joe Burrow. So, we're going to see what you, which each team is made of. Hey, Bryce, it's Will again real quick. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree that Georgia's going to have to play uh, their own brand of offense. You know, the defense is stout. They're ranked second in the stop rate, uh, 14th on three and out. Like, they're, they're really up there. LSU, of course, is ranked uh, 17th in the stop rate, but uh, they are ranked ninth in the three and out uh, rate in the country. And so um, I, I heard this elsewhere that Georgia, they have the capability to drive down the field, um, and, and it's not so much about controlling time of possession; it's what they do with that time of possession. Um, are they like? Are they just continuing to play conservatively, get, getting the short game, or is Georgia going to play fun ball, like like they are capable of doing, and be able to go down the field, make a make a great drive, and score and score points and score touchdowns? Which I think that that's what it's going to take to beat an LSU team led by. The I would I would say the favorite um, the favorite player uh, the candidate for the Heisman. I think that you're exactly right. You can control the clock all you want, but if you don't score, it doesn't matter. If you're kicking field goals every time, and listen, Rodrigo Blankenship's a great kicker. He's going to go down as one of the uh, one of the you know most uh, biggest folk heroes in Georgia history, maybe in college football history, with the uh, with the goggles that he sports every weekend and week out. And, Listen, he's a great player, and, and, and special teams is really important. But you're right. If you don't punch in the end zone and you're kicking field goals and LSU's scoring touchdowns, it don't matter if LSU's got the ball for two minutes and you have the ball for eight minutes every drive. Um, seven points is more than three. So you're exactly right, Will. I mean, I like what you said there. It, it's going to be – Georgia's going to have to do some things that they hadn't done all season. And, and I mean, do they are they capable of that? Yeah, they're capable. They listen. They have the talent. There's no question. This team is talented enough to beat LSU. It's do they put it together? And like you said, do they finish out drives? Um, I don't. I, I'm not sure quite the number. I don't have in front of me what their red zone efficiency numbers are. Um, but I'd imagine that's something that they want to be, um, if not close to perfect, perfect on Saturday. It's one of those um, aspects of the game that you have to, like you said, you have to um, convert those because. Uh, you can't go kicking field goals when LSU's scoring touchdowns. You'll find yourself in a hole early, and that's the biggest thing. I think Georgia's got to get off to a, a quick start, too, to gain some momentum. And if they can see their defense get a stop, maybe that can rejuvenate this offense. They can get a quick score and then get some confidence rolling. But, I mean, it's going to be a four-quarter, 60-minute dogfight, I believe, and I'm excited to watch it. Live right now, of course, with our man over in the Peachtree over there with uh, Bryce Coon, 24-7 Sports, joins us here to break it all down. You've done a phenomenal job. Once again, my friend, uh, catching up with us here uh, on this beautiful Thursday morning. The only question I have for you, and again, we've been very fortunate with the connections that we have, is to have Mr. Bobo come in here as a head football coach at the time. Uh, of course, uh, I, I will never forget being at the University of South Carolina, sitting there, and hearing the chants, uh, they, they were they were just taunting him with that Bobo uh, chant, and it seemed like he was there forever. My gosh, I felt like he was at University of Georgia for like ten years, but uh, I know he wasn't. Uh, but then, he, of course, he coached over there, did a lot of things over there, and well deserved got the opportunity. And I thought he did a good job with what he had to work with up there in, in that side of the country. I hope if you're a Gamecock fan, I don't know your thoughts on this either, but I hope to see him come to Columbia. Number one, he's a good recruiter. He's got a great reputation. He's a 
sound Christian man that I believe his values and, and things that he will bring with him, not just on the field, but off the field, is important. He's a family man. I think that's a big deal. He's got connections. He played at UGA. He already knows he's coached at UGA under a really good coach, Mark Rick. So he knows what to do. He knows how to win. He's been part of a championship program before. He would bring that to South Carolina. Your thoughts on them landing him in Columbia. Now, remember, uh, you know, Will Muschamp is a Georgia guy, too, played at UGA. Knows his coach very well. I don't know if they really have a spot for him at, 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 in Athens, but I do know 100% they got a few spots that they can make for him over in South Carolina. Your thoughts on him coming to Columbia? Yeah, with Brian McClendon no longer being the team's offensive coordinator, and uh, he's going to remain as the wide receivers coach, if, if, I'm, if I'm correct on that. Listen, I mean, yeah, Muschamp played with Bobo at Georgia, as, as, as did Kirby Smart. So there's the relationship there for both of them. Now, you talked about where's the fit. Like I said, Brian McClendon, they, they, you know, Muschamp's looking for an offensive coordinator. Mike Bobo was on Georgia's staff from 2001 to 2014. So, yeah, he was there, he was there for, for a little bit. He was – you know, the quarterback's coach till 06 and then the offense coordinator till um, from 07 to 14. So, listen, the guy worked with some really good quarterbacks, and he developed some really good quarterbacks. When you look at that, he was there with Matt Stafford. He was there with Aaron Murray. Um, so those are two of the top quarterbacks in SEC history there that he was able to work with. If you go back to 2001 to 06, you're talking about um, a guy like David Green, who is a Georgia legend. Um, you're talking about – um, some other guys, DJ Shockley, that he worked with that was part of an SEC championship team in 2005 that beat LSU. But then you look at, look at, you know, what would Georgia have to do to create that? Well, you'd have to take, and I, and I don't know how this would work, and, it, and this would almost be wor- worth bringing in a former college coach to talk about what a conversation like this would be. You'd have to convince James Coley, the current offensive coordinator for Georgia, to step back down to his role as tight ends coach. Uh, and I don't, I don't know how that would work. I, I don't know the relationship between Coley and Smart all that well, but that conversation would be a lot harder and a lot, lot harder than just for Will Muschamp to say, "Listen, you know, we got a need here for you. We got a young quarterback who's got some talent. Um, we want you to try to come here and develop, and the position's open right now." So I right. think that those two schools, Georgia and South Carolina, are the major players for Mike Bobo's services, and it's kind of ironic too because. Um, Georgia fans were pleading for Mike Bobo to leave by the end of his time. <laughs> but now, now you have Georgia fans clamoring for Mike Bobo to come back because the offense has been stagnant this season. But I think that's a conversation. You know, does, Can Kirby Smart convince Coley to step back down so he can bring in his good friend Bobo? Or does Muschamp say, right. all right, man, you, you come here and we, we got the position open now. I mean, that's one of the kind of the arms race that you see in the SEC. You got to get the best coaching staff, and like you said, Bobo's got a name for himself. He's a good uh, developer yep. of quarterbacks. It's going to be a lot of fun. I actually uh, there was a guy that I covered for high school. He was in Rome, Georgia, where I was previously. Uh, he was a quarterback for uh, Darlington Academy over there, and uh, he committed to or uh, not, uh, I should say Colorado State because uh, part large in part because of Bobo's um, resume with quarterbacks. I mean, who wouldn't want to go play for a guy who developed uh, Matthew Stafford and Aaron Murray, two of the top SEC quarterbacks in history, in SEC history. So, listen, that's, the coaching carousel is about to get fully started. We, I think y'all were talking about that earlier this week. I mean, it's oh, going yeah. to be absolutely yeah. crazy. And so that's just one of the few things when you look at the coordinator side is it's an interesting uh, pick there. But I think Georgia and South Carolina are major players for his services. Yeah, you know, I agree with you, man. And, and, and what was the record of Georgia again? 
What, 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 where are they? What are they? Uh, they 12 one? Uh, they're 11 to 1. They're 11 to 1 right now. Yeah, yeah they're 11 to 1 right now. Boy, it is awful. God, what an awful, awful situation they're in over there. <laughs> I mean, oh, they yeah, won't that, like Bobo back, too. but they're 11 to 1. I'm like, dude, you're 11 to 1. Dude, are you kidding me? You want who? If I'm the offensive coordinator, I'm, I'm in my feelings right now because I'm like, dude, we're 11 to 1. I don't care how we're 11 to 1. We're 11 to 1. It's a team effort, I mean, right? It, <laughs> I'm just saying, that, dude, if you even ask how, me that's to how, step back. <laughs> that's how spoiled Georgia fans are right now because they're disappointed with the way the team's playing. They're 11 and 1, and a win on Saturday, you're in the college football playoff. I mean, it's just, it's, un, it's unbelievable. Uh, <laughs> they've been the Cinderella forever. When have they ever gotten to be the bride? You know, they're always, excuse me, they're always the bridesmaids. They're very rarely the bride. I mean, I'm not calling it ugly. I'm just calling it what it is. I mean, uh, you're 11 and 1. Shut up. <laughs> I mean, are you kidding me? You know what South Carolina fans would do right now? The hell, we had eight wins? 11? We'd give him a town. Oh, absolutely. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. It, would be, it wouldn't be Somerville. It would be Will Muschampville. I mean, <laughs> they're 11-1, and, and they're wanting a change. Oh, my gosh. This is awful. Man, this is uh, – yeah. But you're right, though, because that's what we do. We get – you know, we live in this moment, and, and this, is, uh, this is the final thing. I know you got to get out. We're going we're gonna, to uh, move forward here, go to a break. But, you know, we always do this, right? We, we go in, and I remember one time I was like, man, I know what it's like to make – Make it make a living on this amount of money right here. So when I get back to making this amount of money, man, I'm, oh man, I'm, I'm just gonna hang out, man. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna live like this. You don't ever live like that, man. <laughs> you, you do it for a couple of weeks. You're like, oh man, you know what? I, I, I need those pair of shoes. Oh, oh yeah, man. You know what? I, I'm gonna supersize that bill. And you find out you end up living back up into the range that you're that you're making. But, uh, you know, hey, look, again, eleven and one, and you're crying to bring back a guy that you couldn't get out of assets quick enough. I mean, they literally like had a, you know, go fund me for, for bus tickets for this guy. It was crazy. And I'm not picking on you, Athens. I'm not picking on you, Georgia. You know, the dogs, it's a great campus. It's a incredible situation. I took a, uh, a college visit there back in 1996, I think it was, because they have a really good journalism school and they've got a really good sports program across the board. And I was looking at baseball and football and doing a few things, but, um, they also party like it's nobody else's business. They party like it's 1999 every day over there in Athens. But uh, it's probably why I didn't go, by the way. You know, I said it's why I didn't go to Coastal. But uh, nevertheless, uh, man, everything that you do makes us better, and we greatly appreciate your efforts. Congratulations on your success, brother. It's just the beginning. Just the beginning, Bryce, is you're going to head to Alabama. Now, there's a couple of barbecue places. I'm going to send you the link where you got to go. And then there's a place called Taco Casa, I believe is how you pronounce it. You got to eat there, too. That, that's over in that area as well. So there's just certain places that you know you got to eat when you go to certain states. And I'll get you caught up and all that because I've spent some time in Alabama uh, in the last couple of years. But good luck. God bless. Uh, we'll do it again next week. And as always, man, stay safe. And uh, reach out when we're off air anytime. Appreciate it. Y'all have a great weekend. All right. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Bryce Coon, 24-7 Sports out of Odessa, Georgia. He's in. He's out. And we are rolling now into a break. Let's do that. I know we have a uh, possibly a caller coming in. If so, we'll get with that caller. And that topic, and it may be a, a young lady, and I may be wrong, uh, but put something out there on Twitter just moments ago, and I enjoyed it. I was like, man, that's that's what we're talking about. And it's kind of the uh, kind of the, the stranger in the corner there. So we'll talk about that topic and a lot more. If you want to join us, come on in. We'd love to hear from you. The Matt's Burgers Hotline, 323-784-9681. This is Southern Sports Central on Block Talk Radio, part of the 
Southern Sports Central Radio Network. We'll be right back in just a minute. Everybody, I'm Richie Allman. That is Will Porter. We are Southern Sports Central Blog Talk Radio here, of course. Uh, want to thank everybody so far that's checked in with us on the Mattsburgers Hotline. Of course, we started off with that uh, dynamic duo from Dutch Fork. Boy, I tell you, you don't get any better than the uh, quarterback over there, Ty Olinchuk, of course, uh, heading to Clemson to play baseball in the fall. He'll play baseball one more time over at Dutch Fork. And then Jalen Hyatt, he's going to be part of that uh, big do what you do over at Tennessee. The Vol Nation, Vol Navy as well. We'll be excited to see that young stud do his thing in August. Then we, of course, headed over to Myrtle Beach High School where we had Xavion Knox, the running back slash safety class of 2020. He's playing in the 4A state championship, by the way. They'll be uh, see the likes of a very good red team. That'll be a lot of fun on Saturday. And then just moments ago, we wrapped it up with Bryce Coons. From 24-7 Sports, who... Uh, it was a great conversation, by the way. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. Bryce, yeah, Bryce is good people, man. Uh, now, I believe, we're going to head over to... I'm not sure where she's at, but uh, she is on the hotlines with us. We're going to let her... No, we're, still, we're still trying to get her on the hotlines. Uh, for, some, to get her. Right, for some reason, you know, the, the calls are being coming in and out, but we're, we're doing the best that we can to try and get everyone in. So, um, but we're, we're going to... We're going to give her a call, actually, and we're going to try to get her on the air as soon as possible. Right. She brought up a good topic on social media, and uh, somehow somebody retweeted, and it was in my feed, and I looked at it, and, and it talks about something that maybe we all need to hear in, in the transfer portal. By the way, Coastal Carolina just hit a record amount of kids that just jumped into the transfer portal. I didn't realize it was the size of a bus. I thought it was kind of one of those capsules, right, like if you're going to the moon. 
and you're just heading in and, and, and you're out. But the Coastal uh, found out quickly that it's about the size of a Greyhound bus and about a dozen or so players now have jumped into this portal and, and uh, they're heading somewhere else. And some of those guys are from outside of the state. Some of them are outside of the area. Well, some of those guys are from the Grand Strand. That's, that's alarming to me. Uh, being a Myrtle Beach guy, being a guy that grew up in that area, they didn't have a football program in my younger days of high school, so that wasn't an option for me. I didn't want to go to a school that didn't have a football program. That's just me. But they brought in Jamie Chadwell, who I thought has done a great job, but he, again, it takes a little bit of time. So we'll kind of wait and we'll see uh, you know, how all that works out uh, for him. And he'll be fine. But here's the thing, Coach, there's a lot of talent here in the state and coaches in the state of South Carolina. College coaches, stay home. We've got players. You heard what uh, the wide receiver for the Texans, when he was asked the question, he said, hey, you know, the question by the reporter is, uh, you know, what makes, um, what makes uh, another player so good? He said he's from South Carolina. Well, the guy thought he was somebody who was from the Gamecocks. No, he's from the state of South Carolina. It's just the state, yeah. Yeah, we got ballers. And he picked up his drink. He drank it like, hey, next question. He was serious. And because we do have ballers here, we also, uh, we do check in now. As uh, I believe we have been, Callie Cam comes into us. Uh, Callie, top of the morning. Welcome into Southern Sports Central. Hi, thank you for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. So tell us where you're from. Where do you live? Where's home to you? And uh, I'll give the rundown of uh, what you do. Well, my dad was actually a Texas high school football coach. So I moved around wow. quite a bit. Um, I'm currently at Temple High School in Temple, Texas. And I'm a volleyball coach, track and field. Um, I run a club pole vault group and i'm a recruiting coordinator that's amazing look at you just like that see how the world of social media can be used for so many great things uh you you brought up something just moments ago and, and of course i jumped in on it and, and it's such a solid conversation it, it really is because you talk about you know uh, kids staying committed to the process and staying committed to the program you know how it amazes right. you i'm going to use your tweet right this is what you said Quote, it amazes me how many athletes go to college and come back ready to quit or transfer after one semester. Say laugh out loud what part of confused or you, were, were you confused about? You're now in college. Everyone is that good. Work harder. Don't just give up. And, and again, I couldn't agree with you more. And right. uh, talk a little bit about that tweet. What made you put that thing out a, a, a day ago? Um, I think so many athletes especially working with recruiting. Um, so many athletes, like, they're so used to being the top dog where they came from. And in that school in particular, in their high school, they were the best. You know, they got this, that, and whatever because they were the best there was. But right. they don't realize how much talent is actually out there in the real world. There's there's kids working, you know, to be better than them in towns they've never even heard of, in towns that probably don't even exist on a map. And then right. they get to college and they see all the talent that's really out there, and they notice, hey, you know, like, I'm not the very best anymore. And I see way too many just give up instead of saying, okay, you know what, like, I've got to battle now. I've got to fight for my spot. It's, it's not handed to me. Like, if I want this, I've got, I've got to prove that I want it. Yeah, no doubt about it. Live right now, uh, all the way in Texas, man, we have uh, stretched out <laughs> to the uh... – to the Long Star State. I'm excited. Cali Cam, that's a cool name, by the way. Um, with that, you said your dad was a high school football coach. Is that what I got out of you? I, yes. I want to make sure I understood. Okay, so so you lived the life. So we're literally on yes, the phone. I, yeah. Yeah. Right? This is, this is uh, Remember spent, the Titans all over again. <laughs> my Saturdays were spent in field houses, and my Sundays were spent watching films. So. <laughs> Man. 
So let me. I mean, we'll get back to this other topic because it's this is a topic forever and ever. I think it's so cool. So so one thing about Southern Sports Central, we're out of Charleston, South Carolina. All right, we're in Somerville. Right. It's a better spot. It's actually better than Charleston. Just don't tell people Charleston that. We don't want everybody to know our secret. Uh, we had the most winningest coach. Uh, we have the most winningest coach in, in, in all of football here. Uh, coach McKissick, who just passed away on Thursday, he won 621 oh, games, no. uh, which is a record. Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, I, I, oh no, it's, it's it's a celebration. God did so much. Uh, he invented sweet tea when he was here. Uh, decided that, by the way, that's not official. That's not that's not no that's not <laughs> knowledge. We're we're dropping that right here. But uh, he did so much because when you think Somerville. You think Coach McKissick, of course, A.J. Green, which you're a football person. You probably know A.J. plays over uh, with Cincinnati and the Bengals. Uh, he's from here. We've got a lot of athletes that have played all around as well. But for us, I, I love having it. Now we have a, a, a coach's daughter who's gone and, and done exactly what we, we expect you to do and stay in the sports area because this is all you know, right? Just like a guy, uh, you know, the girls, y'all are the same way. You grow up in a household. You wake up every morning. You go to bed every night. You know, you sacrificed your dad to so many other teams and so many other kids. I mean, some of the guys that you may have grown up with may have seen your dad during football seasons a lot more than you did, right? Because he's there. A lot Friday, Right. You sacrificed. That's amazing. And, and, and thank you for what I you mean, did as a child, right? Oh, no, it was great. Like, I have a sister, and we grew up with team dinners. I mean, once a week, all my dad's position kids would come over, and we would eat dinner together. Like, my mom, me, my sisters, my dad, and his position group. Wow, that's so they turn amazing. into family. Now, they really do. Yeah, and, and they definitely do. And, and now I will say this, and, and I'm not going to get into to, to, to really hearing the tax bracket there with you guys, but I saw Chad Morris get paid like $150,000 to be a head coach in football in the state of Texas. I almost sent in my resume. I was like, oh, my God, to be a football. And, and you know they don't, they they don't drive around in cars. I won't lie to you. <laughs> Your they football stadiums look bigger than our college stadiums in some of the places. It's, oh, it's, they're it's crazy. Awesome. Yeah, they – we do it big. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you, Texas is huge. Te- uh, like, like everything's bigger in Texas, including the high school football stadiums. Everything. Everything. <laughs> Absolutely. So, that, that, so, so let's talk a little bit about this thing. Cause there, there is, let's, let's get into the, to the meat of this conversation now. Because for me, I couldn't agree with you more. There were no transport portals. There were no this. There was no social media at, at the age that I was in school and college was 97-ish all the way to 2001. You know, we didn't have all this uh, three or four hats across the table. And I was basically, you know, it was, okay, we're going to the school, and, and you sent a fax. I don't, I, don't, I don't know how old you are, but this is, used to be this thing called a fax machine. Now, it looks like a, this thing they used to put on a wall called a phone as well back in my day. And uh, that's how you found out, you know. And even earlier than that, you had coaches that would meet at the, uh, at the huddle house, and they would change out film. You know, there was none of this instant direct messages. And Miss Callie, please oh, pardon yeah. Richie. He, he's 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 pandering to my um my youth, my 21 year old self. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, social media is now a huge platform for prospects and coaches, and high school coaches to all connect. Um, a lot of offers right now are contingent on social media. I've seen I've had athletes personally get offers dropped by what they post on social media, um, how they presented themselves. I've had coaches tell me, you know, they're a great athlete. They'd be a great fit. But the way they present right. themselves would be a good representation for our school. So it can be a great tool if you use it correctly, and it can ruin you if you don't. Live right now with, uh, well, she's a maker, she's a shaker. She's doing her thing in the state of Texas where they do everything bigger. They pay you more. They uh, they just do more. <laughs> it's just awesome. Now, I'm not a Cowboys fan. I don't hold that against you if you are. I'm, I'm not either. Packers You're fan. okay. <laughs> 
Are you serious? That's uh, that's kind of against the law. Isn't that like uh, that's? Ooh. So who do you pull for? You have to have an NFL team, right? Yes. So <laughs> are you allowed to say? Do you, look, wait, wait, wait! Don't say anything. Look around. Is anybody watching you? Who do you pull for? No, I'm, I'm doing that right now. Actually. <laughs> 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 like look look around. Make sure nobody yeah. hears me. Oh my god, this is great. <laughs> so who do you pull for? Please tell me the Redskins. Okay. Well, that's the same. No. That's close. <laughs> yeah. Tell me the Redskins, but then crawl under a rock somewhere and hide for a few days. Because that's, that's about what you would have to do. Because hey, the Redskins, I... you guys do not like the Redskins, but you don't like the Eagles or the Giants either. I mean, you, not you, but your, your Dallas Cowboy fan base. They're kind of selective, yeah. I would say that. <laughs> what makes you a Texans fan, though? I mean, I get it. You know, that's kind of a South Carolina closest connection to us because we've been fortunate enough that I think the owner – and also, either the owner graduated from South Carolina or Clemson, and then the GM graduated from either South Carolina or Clemson at one time. So they continue to roll through a lot of the athletes who come through those two universities. I'm sure you're aware of that, of course, with Deshaun Watson is one of many. DeAndre players. Hopkins is DeAndre also Hopkins. from Clemson. And then uh, Jadavion Clowney, before, before, right. before he got traded to Seattle, he is from uh, South right. Carolina alum right there. So. Yeah, and I, I mean, I'll tell you even, too, I'm a Texas fan, Texans fan, more so bandwagon because I followed Deshaun Watson all throughout his college career, and then whenever he was finally uh, drafted, uh, I think it was 12th overall by, um, by the Houston Texans, and, um, and they, they've been doing some impressive things over there in the AFC South. No, I agree completely. Um, so I'm actually a huge J.J. Watt fan. Oh, me too. Good stuff. I like that guy. I think he's a great person. I think he's a great role model as a coach. Like, with being around high school kids all the time, they're so moldable and they're so vulnerable at this age. So anybody that gives them, like, this positive, great role model to look up for, I'm usually a big fan. I kind of cheer for him. (laughs) Well, yeah, look at it. He's a lot like Hunter Renfro. Before there was a Hunter Renfro, there was this guy. He had no stars, right? And I'm not saying – I don't know. Was he a walk-on? Was he a walk? Yes, he was I would have felt like he was a walk-on, right? Before he got drafted, right? I mean, yeah, this guy's like a nobody. Like, who is this guy? Get a haircut, dude. Come on, what are you doing? Yeah, what are, what are we doing he here? Comes out of nowhere. Oh, it just lights it up, dude. Oh, it's so amazing. God, he is—he's such a good dude, and he's such a go-getter. He's that guy who really gets it. He's humble. I mean, I remember watching him during Katrina and, and, and through some of these other disasters. The way he gave back to the communities that he was in. There were so many different things. And again. I, I don't like athletes that sit here. Like Charles Barkley, I was a big fan of him until he said, I'm not a role model. All of a sudden, I delete you out of my database. We're no longer friends. No, you can't come over for right. dinner. It comes with the territory, bro. I'm sorry. You know what? You know, I don't want to, you know, I, I'm Irish, so I have an Irish look. It kind of comes with the territory, you know, and then I, I, I do Friday Night Lights for Somerville, and they wear green, so it's kind of, uh, yeah, that's a lot of fun. Imagine being me. I'm like, if you ever watch the movie Elf, you know, with Will Ferrell, yeah, that's kind of like me. Yeah, that's kind of like me as a leprechaun. I'm just a little bit bigger than your normal oh, leprechaun. <laughs> you, had, you had to go there. <laughs> it's so much fun. But but sports is what it's about, though. But I saw your tweet, and I couldn't agree with you more. Coastal Carolina, small college, a smaller college in, in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, where I grew up, now has a football program. They just had a record amount. I think they're in the teens of how many guys jumped into this transfer portal. And I said this as we were trying to get you in here with us. I thought it was like a capsule, like you're going to the moon. I didn't realize it was the size oh, of the a Greyhound bus for the entire team. Right? What is this? Well, I a lot understand. of kids, they, they pick a school that, that tolerates them and doesn't celebrate them. 
And I think that's a difference maker. You all, you want to choose a school right. that celebrates you, that you're going to make a difference at instead of just tolerates you and you're just on the depth chart. And then I think they get there and they realize I'm not the superstar, but I was on my high school team. And there are other sure. kids here equally, if not more talented. And they kind of, they don't want to work for it. They don't, they don't want to rise to the occasion. And then I see kids that absolutely blow it away and come in maybe as a walk-on or something. And by year three, you know, they're starting and making this huge difference because they didn't give up. Right. We get five-star kids. And I used to say this all the time. I don't say it as much now because we're very fortunate to get a bunch of five-star kids come on our show. So I don't want to upset them. And I don't, I'm not worried about their daddies. I'm more worried about their mamas finding out where I live at, coming at me. Uh, right. Don't. Don't pronounce their name wrong. And yeah, and I that's can't pronounce thing. it. Yeah, yeah. And that's another thing. I, I get a lesson uh, on Friday Night Lights. I, I sit down with parents and, okay, how do you say your child's name? It's very important, you know. And, and I've had it's 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 interesting because grandmas are really to, they're really upset too with this name thing. And I get it. It's it's, it's their brand. But for me, I've used to say, and I still say, a lot of five star kids bring you five star problems. You know, I've seen more three star kids do big things than, than five star kids do big things. And so if you look at the the, the landscape, thing. right? Right. It's a mindset because you know that you have to work a little bit harder, but you can't teach heart and you can't teach size. So if you got a guy with a big heart and a big size, you can coach him up. You can do what you need to do. But a guy with all the other bells and whistles, man, it's it's a mess. I do want to say thank you so much. And and this is you and I'll I'll touch base with you here and a few off the air. And I want to set you up to come in here with me every week. We could we could do this thing. We call the segment Texas Talks. Uh, We'll have a little fun. We'll talk about (laughs) life. Yeah, because I love it. You're, You're a coach's daughter. I mean that's that's massive. That's awesome. I mean, you are the remember the Titans. Gosh, we can we can talk about a number of topics oh, across what? the board with this too. What? I can only imagine. <laughs> I mean, like I said, I'm going to watch Remember the Titans later, and, and I only can imagine that's that's your story, and you should get paid for it. It is way. pretty close but, uh, to my story. I've right? around a lot. <laughs> right. You but did. I was great a lot. for the world. My first football no, game was at three weeks old. <laughs> Amen to that. Yeah, that's that's an emotion to be the, the woman that you are here today. Um, supposed to be a boy and when my mom went into delivery my the nurse had to tell my dad to put down the playbook so (laughs) (laughs) it just gets better and better and better i love it (laughs) well i hope you have a phenomenal morning i'll touch base with you here shortly off the air we'll get you set up get you uh, a time slot get you ready to roll and uh, we'll have some fun with this but uh, god bless you incredible post there and thank you for what you do for our athletes over in texas and uh, anywhere else that you're able to kind of reach out to him, trust and believe me, if you reached out and you did what you just did and a guy in Somerville, South Carolina, sitting there in the studio and just saw it, imagine who else has seen that, right? And we don't follow each other until recently. So, I mean, I'm talking like seconds when somebody else shared it with me. I said, yeah, that's somebody we need. So, uh, God bless you. Thank you so much for what you do on and uh, off any field that you go to. And uh, we'll talk here shortly. All right. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Ladies and gentlemen, how about that? Callie Camp. That's a cool name. She had to be famous. She got that, that famous name. The coach's daughter. So we've had the athletic director. We've had the coach. We've had legendary coaches. We've had motivators. We've had mentors. We've had players. We've had makers and shakers and mamas and daddies. And now we've got the coach's daughter. It's a full-fledged yeah, show. It's about a complete circle. Yeah, it is. It is completed the circle. And it's on the internet, so it's yep. got to be true. It's got to be true. <laughs> Oh, oh, great, great show today. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of fun talking stuff. Uh, you know, before before we get off the air, I do have to say though, is it is it? Am I allowed to have two um, NFL football team allegiance? You're not. No. Like you're e- not. E- even if one's the NFC and one's the AFC. You're absolutely not. You're. Not. It's like college. You can't pull for North Carolina basketball and Clemson in football. You can't pull for. <laughs> yeah, and I see that all the time. As we're a minute away 
Uh, we'll get into more of that. Table it tomorrow. That's what we'll do. 7 a.m. sharp. We're going to go to you live. We're going to be out on location tomorrow. Well, let's, let's take this show out in town. Let's go into Somerville tomorrow and, and bring it in. We'll, we'll, we'll look at that. Stay tuned. We'll tweet it out where we go. If we end up going somewhere, uh, we'll, we'll let you know. Uh, thank you so very much for the following. We, of course, have the duo from Dutch Fork, Ty Olinchuk, Jalen Hyatt, quarterback wide receiver duo there, playing 5A championship football against Dorman on Saturday. Myrtle Beach is Xavion Knox. He's playing against, of course, the likes of Red. And Bryce Koo, 24-7 Sports. And finally, Callie Camp. She joined us, the coach's daughter from Texas. God bless Texas. And uh, all that being said, we'll be back live tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. God bless. Take care. We'll see you then. Thank you.